What? What did I do? What happened? Am I canceled? What's going on? Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. Episode, if you're writing this down, and why would you be? You're listening to this on something that's got the number on it, but if, hey, maybe you got a little booklet, maybe you're just keeping notes, and that's fine. I used to do that all the time. 586 is the episode number. Bizarrely, um, not divisible by three. Okay, there you go. Because you think of six, anything yeah, that's... Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no, there's other numbers involved. <laughs> also, math's a scam. Matt's a scam. Why do you say it's a scam? It's just a little scam. Big, big scam. Um, I think like what happened back in the old days, like uh-huh. of uh, caveman days. Yes. Um, uh, which was technically also cave person days. I apologize in general for that. There was others, uh, but yeah. it, but it was it was a different time, and so they didn't say that yet. In fact, mm-hmm. they didn't say words. <laughs> they just right. did a lot of uh, grunt, and then they did yeah. a lot of me thrag say, you know, and that'd be the closest they'd come to like language. Um, but back then they had nerds, right? And the nerds were like, uh, "Oh, geez, uh, don't don't beat me up," you okay, know, uh, yeah. because they couldn't go out. And they you're, couldn't, you're typical nerd. Well, they couldn't kill a mastodon and whatnot, and yeah. and you know, there's only certain inventions you can invent. Like once you've invented fire, I don't know, like you invent the. You know, what do, what do you invent? Then the wheel and done. You no. know, those are the only inventions, right? If you invent right? fire, then you invent the kettle. Yeah. You invent the, the cauldron. But you need a tough guy like who's like a blacksmith who can like hammer that out. <laughs> okay. That's not your thing. That's not your thing. So what they had to do was they had to make up stuff and go like, oh, wait, 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 wait. There's a thing called math. And uh, and the and the cave folk would go, what 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 mean you? <laughs> and uh, it's like, oh, well, I could tell you how many, uh, you know, mammoths are out there. Yeah. And uh, then you'll know how many uh, of us to go. Otherwise, you won't have enough guys. And then the mammoths will kill you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what that called? And we call that, like, because it sounds like mammoth. So you, you kind of <laughs> smush it together. And they made it math. Okay. Right? Because yeah. it was the sure. person who knew how many mammoths. Obviously, they spoke English then. Right. And they, right. And they squeezed the it people. together. They squeezed mammoths together. Yeah. And they made it. Math was the amount of mammoths. Yeah. And only the, the nerd could figure that out. Mm-hmm. And so uh, math became a very important part of their culture, and they wouldn't beat up the nerds. And that was what math was. But it was a scam. Yes. You know, back in the day. <laughs> Thank you for that nonsense. Also, um, I was thinking about something today. Okay. I was thinking about the, the phrase, uh, fuck around and find out. What? Which is a popular phrase. Is it? Oh, yeah. Very popular phrase. Huh. So have you never heard fuck around and find out? I don't think so. Man. That doesn't matter because it's very popular. So there's a phrase called... I don't fuck around because I didn't find out. Okay, well, there's a phrase called fuck around and find out. This is one of those things where, like, in the oldie days... Like, this reminds me of a discussion I had in the year 2000. And I had this discussion with a person who I was doing a show with. And uh, I I ended, like, something that I did with someone saying, my bad. And they went, what's that mean? And it's like, oh, it's just something people say. And they they said, no, they don't. It's like, yeah, no, it's a popular <laughs> thing. It's like, I've never heard it. That's irrelevant. Yeah. It's popular. Yeah. It's like, well, well then why haven't I heard about it? Because you don't know everything. Sure. And it's a popular thing. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like months later, they went, oh, yeah, it was popular. I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it was. So I'm just telling you right now. Like, honestly, if you Google. Oh, no, no, I'm not doubting you. Out, I'm just stating the absolutely. fact that I've not heard But this. where I'm coming from with this is. Sure. You know, because it's actually gotten a little overused lately. Uh, and uh, 
and uh, my, I thought today, it was like, hey, you know what? That's a good description of college. Both the things that you do at college, you fuck around, but you also find out. Okay. You find out information from your classes. Yeah. You find out things about uh, human nature. Sure. You find out many other things, but you're also spending a lot of your time fucking around. And maybe they're connected. Like in the, in the phrase, fuck around and find out, you fuck around and then you receive the consequences for your actions. That's yeah. what that means. Yeah. But I also think it is a good description of college. So if, you've, if you're in college and you don't have a motto, then fuck around and find out is a good motto. I'm saying this to you, yeah. Langara. <laughs> time, time As a change. former teacher, yeah. uh, night school teacher, uh, that's yours for free yeah, yeah. for all the times that I stole copies from the photocopier. Oh, that's nice of you. A lot. That's good. Holy <laughs> shit! Did I good get... return on their investment? Yeah, eventually. Yeah, they got that return. But we're not saying that it's fuck around like having like extramarital sex or whatever. Then you find out the consequences. You mean like? Well, that would be one of the things. One of the things. But you're, there was a you're movie is... uh, called uh, Fatal Attraction that uh, that was the theme. <laughs> that could have been what was uh, the tagline on the yeah. poster. Original title: Boiling Bunny. They went with a different. They went in a different direction. Yeah, that's up which to is them. weird that that's what makes it an Easter movie. That's the scene. It's like, well, there's a rabbit in it. It's like, yeah. no, you're really like I, I, I cut you some isn't slack on Die Hard and Christmas. Isn't it that Glenn Close comes back to life? Isn't that the actual? Uh, yeah, that's the two that's, things. That's one, thing. one, there's the bunny. Yeah. Two, yeah. Uh, resurrection. The, the resurrection of Glenn. The Close's resurrection of, of Glenn Close. Yeah. After uh, after she has been uh, stabbed. Yeah. Much like Christ. And you on, think, oh, on the it's cross. all over. You don't have to worry about her anymore. Yeah. That's what the Romans said. Done and done. We don't have to worry about uh, yeah. Jesus anymore. And then, bum, bum and uh, there you go. I'm just trying to think now. I wonder what was the first movie that used that, which oh, eventually became like a boring trope. Can, of I, the... can I tell you some trivia before you get into you that? You can trivia away. The person who said to me, uh, I've never heard of that phrase, my yeah. bad. Yeah. When I, I saw that, that movie, Fatal Attraction, with that person. Okay. And the person went, boy, that makes you never want to have an affair. And, and yet, I was like, and yet they had an affair, <laughs> and they are now divorced. And you know okay. what he said at his divorce uh, hearing? Yeah, my bad, my bad. Yep. So he and then and then she said the the wife said, well, you fucked around and found out. And then go. they went like, uh, boy, we really uh, tied that all into a nice little bow. <laughs> then they high fived and went separate directions. Uh, I thought you say he refused to believe it was a ex- an expression. I don't know. I, all I knew is like people don't say that. Like a lot of uh, people I know from my past. I found out about their divorce by looking on Facebook and seeing pictures of them with someone different. Okay. And I was like, hmm, the pictures change at a certain point. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what I'm going to assume here? Yeah. Nah. Anyway, but please continue. I don't know what I was talking about. You were ta- we were talking about uh, Fatal Attraction. Yep. We were talking about uh, bunnies. Yep. We were talking about the resurrection oh, of uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. I was wondering when the that trope of the you going like, guy pers- the person done... Everything's safe now. Whoa, no, they're not. They're back. They've left up from behind the couch. They're going to... Well, I'm going to say uh, the everything's fine. Oh, no, it's not. Carrie. Okay, that's more of a dream sequence. not really like a reality... Oops, sorry. Spoilers, everyone, for a 50-year-old movie. Right. But it was the, the... Here's the movie. We're all done. Yeah. Like, you, you wouldn't have that in Psycho, where just like... He wouldn't have to fly. <laughs> and then, like, he runs out and, like, starts killing people. Yeah. It's like, you didn't have any... No Hitchcock movie ends with, we're safe, now we're not. I feel like... I remember watching Michael Mann's Manhunter, which is obviously about a movie about someone hunting him, the director of Manhunter. That's right. Michael Manhunter. Michael Manhunter. Uh, the Michael Manhunter. He came from the planet Michael. And <laughs> there's a scene in the film where the 
killer, the murderer. I can't remember the characters. He has some name in the movie. Right. I want to say uh, Red Dragon. Dragon. The, yeah. It's like about the, Johnny, Johnny Dragon. The book, the book is Double called Dragon. Red, his name was Double Dragon. Double he Dragon. based his murders on the old video game. The book is called Red Dragon. But they changed it to Manhunter for the film. I was he know. also the? Why. Was he the? T- I want to say something like the t- the Tooth Fairy. The Tooth Fairy. I think, or is that? I don't know. Yeah, I think the Tooth Fairy think, was was his name. Yeah. Okay. I think I don't remember now. Yeah, I do believe I believe that was the case. So, but in the movie, uh, he's fighting Gus Grissom, the actor who played Gus Grissom on <laughs> Miami uh, in CSI Miami. Okay. I'm oh, no, sorry, CSI Las Vegas. Uh, and um, I can't remember that actor's name now. You know who I mean, though. Yeah, of course. William, uh, ah, yeah, William, William S. Macy, William Peterson, <laughs> William Peterson, that's right. <laughs> and, um, and then, the, yeah, they're fighting. The singer Will I Am, yes. And they're fighting at the end of the film. And of course, he's like, done, got him, he's dead. And then, blah, he jumps up from behind somewhere. And that's just like, oh, this old. Oh, uh, no, because it's not the same one. Uh, I was gonna go, uh, Friday the 13th, the first one, mm. because. Again, I'm going to spoil Friday the 13th now for you. Sure. It came Friday the 13th, yeah. uh, the murderer in Friday the 13th is uh, Jason's mom. Yeah. But there's a scene at the end where they're on a boat and like this is where Jason died. Yeah. And Jason shows up. Okay. And uh, it's like, Ugh! it's like a big scary scene at the end. So so you think you're safe because mom's dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the secondary character comes up. But it's not the character that you thought. So I don't think yeah, that yeah. counts for this. No. No. Second problem, you didn't expect this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, but I remember feeling like when when I saw that when I saw that film, it was I was just kind of like, oh boy, they've really overused this. But I, I maybe, and I don't think I saw it when it came out. I think I saw that on home video or something. Oh, in Fatal Attraction? No, I saw Fatal Tra- Attraction you, in the theater. Sorry, you're saying you thought they overused it in Fatal? But no, I think I was thinking of Manhunter. Okay, all right. But I saw Manhunter, I think, later on. Because Fatal Attraction, I don't think it was overused by that point. Mm. Like, the audience was genuinely, whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because also, I think they went into it thinking, this is a relationship that's gonna miss. Yeah. This is gonna be, you know, all, he's gonna have some bad consequences. But I don't think they expected uh, knives and stabbing (laughs) and jumping out of bathtubs and boiled rabbits. Uh, I don't think there was any of that uh, on the table, and it was genuinely surprising to people. And Michael Douglas learned his lesson and uh, never did anything bad in a movie again. Uh, so only played good guys after that point. It was all fine. Funnily enough, Manhunter came out a year before Fatal Attraction. Oof. But I didn't see... I saw Fatal Attraction before that, so... And there must have been other movies that use that as a as a thing, where you, it's like, oh, he's dead, we're all done. Oh, he's back, oh no. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like famous horror movies and yeah. famous horror like before the day. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, clearly in the second invasion of the body, uh-huh. like the Donald Sutherland one. Yeah. We got a little of that action. We got a little of uh, things are okay. No, they're not. Yeah. They're I, that. I, I, but but that's did, different, what happened though. in the first one? Did the first one have any of that or was it a, it must have been a bummer ending? For the first one. But yeah. was it a slow bummer ending? <laughs> I don't remember. Or was it's, it a, well, surprise bummer yeah. ending? It's been a while since I saw, saw yeah. both of them. But no, I'm more thinking about like the, the dead, the killer or whatever, like or the, the, the big bad in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking that, well, we've destroyed it. It's all yeah. good now. Oh. Turn your back. Turn the... No reason to not turn your back on them <laughs> yep. right now. That's fine. And also, no reason to pick up that weapon that's right next to them. No reason to get that. No reason to get the gun out of their hand. Guess maybe the alien queen in uh, Aliens would count in that kind of way of you're thinking like, 
Well, we killed them all. We're safe. Let's go. Sure. That's way later, though. But that's a real callback to the first film, too, though. What's the... the trope called? They're not actually dead. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe the yeah movies where they're not actually dead. Yeah. Okay. They're not actually dead trope. There we go. Not quite dead TV, <laughs> TV trope. Okay. That's right. Uh, so uh, there we go. Any situation where the bad guys dealt a mortal blow. They could have not have possibly survived. Yeah. Heroes won. Yeah. Uh, and then, on the contrary, they're back. <laughs> yes. And they are madder uh, than than hell. Madder and badder than ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just trying to see like uh, where, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to see where where, where this uh, where this would have first happened. Uh, thank you for describing what it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, not telling me exam- anything uh, beyond, TV beyond that. Okay, Tropopedia. All right, well, here we go. So I'm looking now in Tropopedia. Okay. All right. Uh, in comic books, fan fiction, and film. Film. Okay. Huh. Oh, the trope namer of Not Quite Dead is, of course, from Holy Grail. Ah. Yeah. They mentioned in Johnny Mnemonic where uh, it's flipped and you think that... Uh, you know uh, the uh, the bad guys coming back from the dead, but yeah. uh, they're not. Okay, <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's just garbage. Get rid of it. So that's good. I've not seen that film. Um, uh, Hans Gruber's second in command in Die Hard uh, does that at the end of Die Hard and is about to shoot, and then uh, Dad from Family Matters. Oh shoots, yeah, shoots yeah, him. that's right, that's right. Yeah, we got that. Yeah. Uh, Michael Myers uh, does it quite a bit. <laughs> uh, Chucky it. does it quite a bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, all right. There we go. Yeah, yeah, we're not getting any, like, what's the first one? Miller's Crossing uh, has it has it hmm. in it. Red Dragon, as you say. Men in Black, Galaxy Quest, A-Team. Oh. <laughs> none of this helps. Okay, none of this is saying this. Yeah, that's too Boo. bad. Boo. You've let me down, Internet. <laughs> yeah, there has to be a first time If anyone out things. there knows, uh, yeah. then let then us Let please. us know. They're also connecting the trope with they never found the body. Mm. Yeah. Oh wait. Okay. Well, I think I, I think I got something. Okay. I think I got something here. Okay. Okay. So uh, so we got the twenty five not dead yet scares in movie history. Okay. All right. So go. These are the top twenty five or only twenty five. Top twenty five. Okay. Top, top twenty five uh, from Vulture. Okay. Okay. So here we go. We're gonna try our we're gonna try our best. They, yeah. They do honorable mentions. Uh, okay. Of right now of uh oh a final destination. Okay. Okay. Uh, but uh, number twenty-five, yeah, uh, Child's Play. Number twenty-four, Nightmare on Elm Street. Definitely Nightmare on Elm Street has a good one of those. Yeah, that's like, right. Hey, we got out of the dream. Did you? Uh, did you? <laughs> uh, Cujo get pulled through a door. Oh, okay. Yeah. You think the dog is is dead, but he's just playing dead. What a good boy. Shake, shake, Cujo. Yeah. Sit. Uh, uh, straw dogs. Oh, you think the movie's dead? Then yeah. It revives and people seem to like it again. We got yet another Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Uh, the fog. The fog. Okay. Okay. Bride that. of Chucky. I don't remember any. I don't. I mean, Deliverance. Seen... Now we're going back a bit. Yeah, that's a that's a way Okay. Back. Now it, yeah, here yeah. we are. Uh, they're saying uh, that's a good one to pair. Uh, pair this one uh, with uh, Alan Arkin's uh, final uh, kind of attack in Wait Until Dark. Mm. That's a good mix. That's even older than uh, Deliverance. Yeah. We got uh, Piranha 3D. Well, I'm going to count that. Dead Calm. That's true. Okay. Event Horizon. That's also true. The movie Hatchet. Die Hard. Candyman, of course. Saw. Sure. Friday the 13th. Yep. That's with Terminator. First Terminator. Oh, yeah. I yeah, guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fatal Attraction. Yabba-dabba-doo. <laughs> Halloween. Alien. 
Yep. Now, were you saying aliens or alien? I said, I said, well, both of them kind of follow that thing. I don't you know. Think that, you think the creatures. I uh, don't know this one. Uh, Tenabre. Oh, Tenebre, the uh, Dario Argento, uh, this, the second part of his, uh, whatever it is, the w- Three Witches trilogy, along with Suspiria. And what's what's the uh, Mother mother of Tears? Well, Something you like tell me. Uh, number three, <laughs> Wait Until Dark. Wait until number dark. two, Carrie, as we mentioned. And okay. number one, Aliens, as you said. Mm. There we are. We, 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 I think we, we got We them. aced this. <laughs> we yeah, aced we this. aced this test pretty good. We didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. But as for the first one, I'd say the first one in that list would be uh, Deliverance, I'd say. Oh, no, Wait Until Dark. Well, when was Wait Until Dark? I think it's 69. Oh. Oh, with the Audrey Hepburn and Ellen. You know that one where they're like, she's a blind woman and they're like... They break into her apartment to steal something back from yeah, let, me see, let me see when Wait Until Dark came out. 67. All right. I right. was a little wrong. I was a little out there. Sorry. Yep. Wrong odd number. That film is 55 years old. It's a good movie. 55 years good old. Movie. Yeah. And Alan Arkin, still around. Went on to, from that to play Inspector Clouseau in Inspector Clouseau. That's what he's best known for. That's what he's best and known for. And he is the best known Inspector Clouseau. He is. And what he is best known for playing Inspector Clouseau. He is. I think he's probably... Yeah, the, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Good <laughs> enough. Yeah, so what? It's, it's weird because I think... He's one of the top three Inspector Clouseaus. But it's weird because I think that movie was directed by um, Blake Edwards. I think he just didn't like Peter Sellers. Yeah, some people don't. Some or maybe people there was say a he's a big pain in the ass. I think a lot of people said that. I think... Um, I think, yeah, I think there may have been some contractual problems. Sure. And then they're like, smoothed it out, and then there was have Return you, of the Pink Panther. Have you ever stumbled upon Inspector Clouseau, the movie, like, on TV? Ellen Arkin's one? Yeah. I intentionally watched it. Okay, that's nice. I've never seen it. Like, I've never seen it on TV. Like, oh, it never is yeah, there. Yeah, it's been on TV. Okay. Because I watched it on TV. Well, I've never seen it. <laughs> But this was a long time ago. I mean, I think I lived every in, other I lived Pink in Panther movie I've stumbled upon on TV, but I've never seen. I it. lived in North Delta. The first one I saw was uh, Return of Pink Panther. Return of the Pink Panther. Is which, that where it's gone super silly? No, that's uh, the Pink Panther Strikes Back. I think is the okay. one. The one with the tonally, all the films are pretty different. Yeah, the this one is. I really, really liked it as a kid, but I rewatched it more, more recently, and I was I was a bit bored by it. Because there's there's less Peter Sellers in it and more Michael or Christopher Plummer, I think. Christopher Plummer plays the thief who steals the Pink Panther. Okay. And then Inspector Clouseau is trying to, you know, get the goods on him, but you know he's an idiot, so Plummer knows what's going on. But it it's it's very um, all over the place. So they end up going. I think the theft takes place in Italy or Monaco, one of those places like that. They're both the same, right? And then ends up in Africa, like in Northern Africa. And then, but also there's some stuff in Switzerland. It's kind of all over the place. I guess the people who made the film wanted to travel. Here's a trivia question for you. Okay. Uh, the Pink Panther, the uh, animated character. Yes. Appears at the beginning of every Pink Panther movie. Okay. Except for two. What are the two films that he does not uh, appear in front of? A Shot in the Dark? That's one of them. And is the other one more recent? Nope. So it's probably Inspector Clouseau then. You're correct. That's yeah. right. Interesting. My favorite, I think I Shot in the Dark is probably the, the best of those movies, actually. Yeah, it was, wasn't it based on a play and they uh, they put Clouseau in like later oh, okay. on? Okay, I didn't realize that. I think that. so, yeah. I think okay. that was the... And so they had a detective in it and mm. then they Clouseau'd it up. Okay. If, uh, I, if I'm yeah. correct. Uh, Elkie Summers is in it. She's very, uh, very good looking. <laughs> and then there's like a very funny scene in, in a nudist colony. That's involving right. Involving a guitar as a, as, as a, a way to, to hide your parts. 
And I think that's the one that established the Cato relationship as well. Yeah, I, I'm. let me say I'm correct. Uh, the film was not originally <laughs> written to include Clouseau, yep. but was an adaptation of a stage play, a stage play was the stage called play? Le Idiot. Oh, okay. By uh-huh. Marcel Ochard. Okay. Ooh, Le Idiot. Oh, no. I was going to guess room service. But I, that was mm. The film was uh, released only a year after the first Clouseau film, The Pink Panther. Uh, the biggest difference being that... Uh, yeah, okay. So the big difference here was it was the first one where Clouseau was the title character. And it's more Niven of, was really the title yeah, character. Yeah, that's right. In the first one it's more yeah. it's the comedy is much much more uh it's not as broad as the I'm very sexual. Is it very sexy? Well, well no, so the first film, The Pink Panther, mm. Clouseau is a uh, is a horny Frenchman. Uh, it's I like, see. oh, I want to... <laughs> oh. you know, there's a lot of that. Whereas I think he's pretty asexual uh, later on. Well, like he's I just a cartoon know. clown. Because there's that scene. Oh no! Because he might fall into a lady. Yeah, that's about, about it. it. But there's the scene at the end of the Pink Panther Strikes Back where he, where the um, one of the assassins has sex with Omar Sharif, thinking that he is Peter Sellers, he, that he is Clouseau, and then then she shows up at his apartment at the end of the film, and and things are about to get hot and heavy, and then Cato attacks him. Yeah, I do remember that and being yeah. frustrated as a young man, going like, well, I want to see this. <laughs> Come on. What's funny is that film is so long, they often cut out the Oktoberfest assassination sequence for television. Mm. Like the first time I watched it. Which makes it not an Oktoberfest movie. That's right. That's what takes it right out of that. Uh, the first time I watched it, it wasn't in the film at all. And so I watched it another time and I was like, what? What is the sequence? This is weird. So I, just, I guess I realized. Uh, I guess for time they cut it out. But. There was a lot of movies like that where I would see I would see a movie. And I would see the extended cut. Yeah. And then the the scene that really disturbed me, you know, was only in the extended cut. And then they they play it for TV later on, and uh, it wasn't in it. And, mm. and I, I just went, "What about this? Did I just have a nightmare about this scene? What? <laughs> what do I? There was a scene in Superman where the lady's being lowered uh, and going to be fed to a monster, right? That no one else remembers." This is it is a monster? A scene? It's a, isn't it a lion? A lion? Sure. Okay, a lion. I was okay. remembering it as a monster as a kid. But yeah, it's going to be lower. There was something down there that was going, yeah. rawr, rawr. I don't know if they actually said lion, but it was something that was down there. Yeah. So yeah, and, it was, and no one could remember that. And it was like, oh yeah, that was from this one cut of the movie that they showed one time on ABC, oh. the extended version. <laughs> and I think that was the version that ends like differently as well. There's like a couple of... Eh. Anyway, it bothered me, and I was like, "Remember this?" And everyone's no. And <laughs> when people said, "My bad," I don't think that's true. No, I don't think people ever said that. Yeah, fuck around and find out. Well, that's not going to be a thing <laughs> until like the twenty first century. Maybe. Yeah, maybe if you're lucky. Yeah. So what's going to happen to twentieth century Fox then? Oh, they're going to just keep their name. What in the twenty first century they're going to call themselves twentieth century Fox? Yeah, still. Huh. And they're going to own Disney. Or Disney alone, them. One yeah. of the two. I don't know how it works. Yes. Everyone, everyone you're, owns you're right everyone. The second time. Okay. I mean, their name isn't like in, isn't indicative of like we're a 20th century Fox. It's just that a studio named 20th Century and a studio called Fox joined together and became 20th Century Fox. Sure. Like they were some kind of United Artists. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should have changed their number. MGM is also the same. Like there it was Metro and then 
Goldwyn. It still bothers me that uh, 2000 AD magazine is 2000 AD magazine. It's like, come on. <laughs> Just make it 3000. Just flip it up. You know, you're just like, when when do all these uh, futuristic Judge Dredd yeah. stories happen? Uh, you know, like 23 years ago. <laughs> but they'd have to change all their stationery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're sure, not, that's right. You gotta think of these things. Yeah, that's too much for them. I think it's better to not give yourself a date in your name. Mm. But 20th, 20th century, it just seemed like so, it was like so modern at the time. You had to, you had to do that. Is it still called, isn't it just called Fox now? It's not called 20th century Fox, right? I, be, I, be, I believe I've seen the... I do like that they're still doing... They're still doing Fox Searchlight movies, which I do like that. Mm-hmm. The smaller films. Remember when Fox Searchlight was first coming out, and I was at a film festival, and they were talking about how you know we're going to do the smaller art house movies mm-hmm. like this, and you know because we want to, you know, we want to support those kind. Of, I know you don't you want to make money, but like we want to support and we care <laughs> about the uh, yeah. yeah yeah maybe you can. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, that makes you feel like you got a shot. Yeah, if you have uh, those, and uh, yeah, it was nice. It was the the uncomfortable thing afterwards. Then was there were some local. Producery types who were for some reason they 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 had like this open you know pitch thing where people could like pitch mm. movies and uh, one of the people who was there who turned out later to be a real sack of crap uh, was very negative. He's very Simon Cowell mm. towards uh, towards the, the yeah. people that were pitching, especially women. Was he and, wearing was he wearing a t shirt and pushing his biceps up with his with his hands? No, I don't okay. think that I don't think that was an option. Okay, I don't think that was on the table. <laughs> But he was, uh, yeah, it was a big shot, uh. a big shot. And then later on became like a scummy, sh- scummy shot guy. Okay. Yeah. Scummy shot. Yep. He's not, you know, I'm not saying like he just, he was just a bad person. He yeah. wasn't a criminal. Okay. He's not a Weinstein. Okay. He's not a, hey, how's he doing today? 30 more years. <laughs> He's not that. He was just, he was just a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, not a just criminal. an unpleasant person. Just an just a piece of garbage. Okay. Uh, all I'm saying is he's a piece of garbage. <laughs> so you're saying he is subjectively a bad person. He's a bad. He's a bad. Unlike Harvey Weinstein, he's who's a objectively bad a bad human person. being. Yeah. He is not a criminal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair. He's ugh. Not <laughs> call the police. Yes. And it's important to say that in you know the world of showbiz. Sure. You know, how, how was your experience with that producer? It was gross. <laughs> Call the police gross? No, just gross. Okay. Talk about it in a book later, gross. Okay. Okay, very good. All right, all right, fair enough. And what's that book called? The book is called, you know who's gross? And then it's a picture of the guy. <laughs> pretty, pretty small book. Yeah. Well, I guess you could fill it out if you had enough anecdotes. I put a, I put a thing up on uh, Facebook because uh, I was annoyed uh, this week. Because uh, I got a, I got a letter and uh, and 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 I thought I blacked out the person's email. I didn't uh, well enough. Uh, then I did and re redid it. But uh, uh, I think I saw the second one because I was going to say I don't I don't know it seemed kind of blacked out to me. But. No, I had a couple of people go. You know, you can read the. Uh, oh no, no, I can't. Well, I don't feel super bad about that, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I then got uh, professionals that were my wife. To black that out, uh, <laughs> but here's here's yeah. the here was the situation. Let me uh, let me find it. Dig me, it. Dig up this this email. Yeah, dig up the email. So here was the email I got. Because uh, what happened was uh, at the beginning of the month, 
Um, this person asked, uh, you know, we read this uh, script of mine and we, we negotiate a rate uh, for me to do, which is something I do. Like yeah. I'll uh, gag up a script or I'll, I'll also find connections between things and I'll find themes and I'll find links, whatever. And uh, people seem to be happy with the work that I've done so far. And I call it script sweetening more than script doctoring. Okay. And I try to ah, just sweeten up the script a bit and you take what you want and whatever. Yeah, And so uh, I did it, and I did it quite quickly because it was like, uh, you know what? Money would be good right now. <laughs> so uh, so it took me like two days, and I, and I, I did it up, and then uh, gave it to the person. They went, oh, thanks. And I was like, okay, so you can either, you know, uh, do a direct deposit into, you know, which a lot of people do, or, you know, uh, PayPal. You know, these are the two options. Yeah. And they went, oh, I want to like Flim Flam or Zap Zoop. Uh, these are the ones I do. I'm like, okay, well, the problem with Flim Flam and Zap Zoop uh, which I can't remember the names of. Neither of them work in Canada. Yeah, like Ven Venmo, it doesn't. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, well, these are the ones I use. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, but they don't they don't have e transfer in the states. Okay, that's like fine. banks don't have e transfer. But there are different ways of doing it's it, crazy. and like I've I've I, I it's not like I do not work with Americans. Mm-hmm. So you know, I've we can find a way around sure, it, sure. but they did not want to find a way. They around They didn't want it. to do PayPal, and they didn't want to open a PayPal account in five minutes and uh, do that. <laughs> so they said, uh, you know, maybe I could send you a check. And I'm like, yeah, you know, first of all, it's like, okay, okay that's great, because you know, there's nothing like a personal check. <laughs> To take it to the bank, the bank goes, what? And like this. <laughs> Especially like, American. Okay, man. well, we're going to have to hold this until, you know, uh, babies are adults. <laughs> you know, we'll do that. And then yeah. when the baby has grown into a full adult, uh, we'll then catch it. So it's like, but it's a pain in the ass, but fine. We'll do the check. Yeah. So I give them I give them uh, my uh, corporate information and whatever. And they're like, okay, well, I'll get that uh, check in the mail tomorrow. It's like, okay. There we go. And, you know, because it's the beginning of the month, you know, I'll probably get this mid-month. That'll still have enough time to cover bills at the end of the month. That's fine. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be a dick about it. Yeah. So um, it is now, like, uh, I guess the 20... Let me see. Uh, it was the 22nd of the month. And hmm. I got this email saying, uh, Ian, uh, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I just put your check in the mail uh, to you today. Long story short... I had to go to the bank to get checks, and it took me until yesterday. But, in quotes, the check is in the mail. Thanks. So uh, the check is in the mail. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. So what I so what I did was uh, I, I took that um, because, you know, I, I read that. Yeah. Well, so you didn't have checks. Yeah. Like when you were suggesting this whole thing, instead of doing PayPal, yeah. it was like, can I send you a check? Well, I guess he's got a checkbook next to him. And so he must, this is the easiest thing for him. I'm yeah. cutting him a break. And instead it's feeling like I had to go and order checks. Well, what the fuck are you talking? Then don't <laughs> say you're going to give me a check. Because like, I know how banks work. Yeah. And banks, you go to the bank and like, oh, I'd like checks. Okay, that'll be a couple of days. Because we're a bank and who the yeah. fuck uses checks anymore? Yeah, for sure. So here, And it's so, expensive to get checks now. Yeah, this, none of this is a convenience. I don't know about the States, but in Canada, it's... Yeah, it's, it's not a convenience. It's, it's not a convenience. Anymore. Not at all. No. So, uh, so, so, I, so okay, so I, I published the, uh, with the uh, email and names removed. And, and uh, I wrote this saying like, yeah, one of the things I do for a living is script sweetening. So I thought I'd offer some general notes. And the hopes future clients will see this because I've had other notes like this in the past. Okay. And I have. I've had like last two months, at least four of these kind of things. Yeah. Uh, why, so Why won't they? I guess they won't tell you why they don't want to go to PayPal, but it seems weird that they don't want to use PayPal. 
Hmm. Yeah. So here's what I, here's what I wrote. Uh, it looks like you're trying to write an apology, but you never actually apologize. Yeah. Uh, traditionally, in a letter like this, along with the apology, there'd be an attempt to make amends. In this case, uh, since you were weeks late in starting the process for the payment, uh, you could spend 10 minutes opening a PayPal account to instantly send it, uh, wire the money, or since checks seem to be your preference, send one of those through FedEx. Instead, what we have here is an explanation of not really a mistake you made because you chose not to do the thing you said you would, but embarrassment at your actions, but then continuing to place the burden on the other person. So let's try this whole thing again with an apology in the second draft and uh, and offering a means to make up for those past actions or lack thereof. Yeah. And those are my uh, writing notes on their uh, their letter. <laughs> That they, that they publish. But this is what you always get. You always get like the person going, yeah, you know what? I was so busy. Mm. Okay. Well, that's okay. So <laughs> you were really busy. Yeah. So why do I now have to suffer because you were busy? I guess you were busy with, let's just say, I'm going to imagine work. So that means you were making more money. So you had to do things that made you more money. So you could either, one, give me more money for the inconvenience of delaying my money, or you could do something to speed up the process uh, of, of uh, you know, this right now and, like, FedEx it to me or many other ways of going about things. But you have now said you've made a mistake, but not a mistake, but you're at, you're at uh, fault. Uh, not a mistake, because a mistake would be an error, and this wasn't an error, this was intentional. Uh, and you can either make up for it or not. But instead, it's just like, just giving you a heads up. Uh, you're not getting what I said you were getting. And uh, that's what it is. And uh, I'm really ashamed. Okay. I don't want you to be shame shamed. But uh, if you want to be shamed, we can do that. That's, that's <laughs> fine. Here we go. Anyway. Huh. So anyway, pay people on time. And if you don't pay people on time because things happen and actual mistakes happen, then try to make amends for that. And if you can't make amends, then make an apology. Mm. But an apology isn't, you know, oh, I just want to let you know I didn't do the thing I, I told yeah. you I was going to do. And also I went to a lot of trouble for no no good reason. Yeah. That's a weird part of it. It's like I went to Disneyland because I wanted to get those special uh, Goofy checks. With Goofy's face on it. So you flick the checks and Goofy goes, Gool. So that took me an extra month. And I'm assuming that you didn't need the money at the end of the month, right? When you when you accepted work at the beginning of the month, that was, it's fun bucks, right? It's like just good time money for you that, you know, you can tab anytime. Because, you know, we're all floating on a big sea of cash, right? We're all fine. Oof. Yeah. Odd. Uh. On a different note, are you? Uh, are you? Um, I guess you don't care that you, like you. You might have burned your bridge with this person. No, no, it's never going to get better. Oh, okay, that's the thing. Yeah. Do you? Okay, let me just ask you this. So, so this, you don't. This you, person that's here. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to approach me with more? Like I, I did do a good job on the thing that sure, they sure. they sent me. Yeah. Um. Do you think they were going in the next thing that we do? Yeah. They will be more responsible and they will pay me on time. Yeah. Uh, do you think our relationship is going to get better work-wise from this <laughs> point on? Even though I hadn't done this. Yeah, yeah. No. So I, instead I thought like it would be better to do a public thing. Yeah. Of just like, hey, in general, here's how you don't treat freelancers. Sure. Like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. That could be a, a burned bridge. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but you know what's traveling over that bridge? Not my money. <laughs> That bridge uh, was blocked off on one side, and I didn't realize it. Yeah, that yeah. bridge 
had one end to it, mm. and the other end was a giant gap. Yeah, and uh, and they did not care to uh, build uh, on that gap and connect it to the other side. Yeah, America is a mystery to me in terms of money. Like it's weird. Like when you go down there, like if you go to a restaurant, like even if you pay with debit card, they'll take the debit card away and like process it, and then bring you back the like the chit to sign. Yeah, you're like, don't you have like a machine? That I can just tap. They don't have tap either, though. Or maybe it's starting to appear that down there. I don't know. But for like when I would go to like um, when I would go get gas, when I had a PR card, when I would go get gas, I would I would have to swipe it in the machine. Like like don't you don't have chip readers? Like <laughs> seems so weird. Like yeah, I guess because in Canada we have like an overarching like banking like a central banking authority that kind of like standardizes all these things, and so e transfers and all these things sort of work because everyone agrees that they'll work. But maybe in the States, banks are, like, at each other's throats rather than, like, let's all cooperate and, like, fleece the customers together. Mm-hmm. Down in the States are, like, you know, let's all, like, kill each other and also the customers, you know, so no one will agree on anything. So then you end up – or maybe the idea is, like, instead of having a bank charge you a fee for services like e-transfers and stuff like that and fees that they can, like, erase, you know, as, like, premium services and stuff like that. It's better to have like a totally separate entity outside of banks yeah. doing these things. And so they're rolling in cash on their own. Like it just feels weird. Like it just seems weird. But I guess that's that's the States. I guess I did uh, Fan Expo this weekend and we had a square reader. Okay. And so there's a lot of, you know, hey, you take cards? I'm like, yeah, we do. I don't know how we do, but we do. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's uh, one that's attached to my wife's phone. And so here we go. And so we, we enter the number of, you know, how much we were charging and it's hold it out. And then they tap it and then uh, go, you want a receipt? And they go, nope. And they go, okay, bye. <laughs> Here's the thing. And I, I got a, I looked at it and was just like, this is really convenient. Too convenient. <laughs> how is that not something that I can like just walk around with and tap your bum? And like now I'm getting the thing. Like well, people, how is People the, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they have the RFID uh, blockers yeah. on, on wallets and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, nowadays. Yeah, I got it. But it's just like, <laughs> this is too yeah, easy peasy, yeah, man, yeah. you know, for, for, for skimmy scams. But, yeah. you know, it uh, it, it still was uh, it was convenient because then people could do more impulse buys. Yeah. Which was nice. That's what you want. I told you and uh, Nina Matsumoto, Third Dragon, uh, this, <laughs> but I was selling some of our Sparks books. Dave does the coloring for the Sparks series of books we do for graphics, and uh, Nina is the artist, and that I'm the writer. That's true. And Nina is also very much the co-plotter uh, of the later <laughs> books, and going, "We're not doing that." And I'm like, "You're right. We shouldn't. And you should add this character." <laughs> oh, I will then. Uh, so there's a lot of that. So you know, you would not be Fair getting enough. your favorite character, Potato. Uh, if it was not for uh, Nina going, uh, I want a polydactyl character in there. Um, but uh, one of the nice things that was there was uh, had a, a little display up, little sparks display. Mm-hmm. Uh, and p- families would go by and the mom or dad or guardian would go, hey, it's sparks. And the kid would, what? Like, it's sparks. And the kid would look over and be stunned. For some reason, they did not expect anything sparks-ish. <laughs> and they'd be stunned. It was like, yeah. what? It's Sparks. You like Sparks. Uh, sparks. It's like, yeah. Did you know there was like, it looks like there's more books. What? And they would be stunned again that there's more books. They didn't realize it. Like some of them knew there was a second book. Yeah. No one knew there was a third book. Wow. And so there'd be kids, and this happened more than once, where a kid would just stand there and just shake with joy <laughs> that there was a third book. Yeah. 
And 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 then you know I'd ask if they wanted it signed, and I'd do a little drawing in it, and they were just shaking. They were just so happy that there was a book. That's great. Uh, yeah, it just it just it just felt so so good. And and you know occasionally I'd say to them, "Oh, none of these are for sale," and then I just throw <laughs> them in a garbage can. Or I go go away, <laughs> off with you now. I will only accept PayPal for these books. That's right, Bitcoin, <laughs> Dogecoin. That's all I'm. That's all I'm taking. Good old Doge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sparks is only available as an NFT now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's not really for kids anymore. Sorry. You know, like Scooby Doo, that like uh, Velma series where it's all like you know real dirty talk and stuff. Yeah, it's that now. Yeah, it's back to being called uh, crewing the pooch. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, it was great. Yeah, it's awesome. and it was nice describing because like occasionally then the parents would uh, be there just going like. So there's because they wouldn't know that there'd be two new books, mm. and it'd be like, "What are these about?" I'm like, okay, and I describe <laughs> the plots of both of them, and the kids would just be again just going, "Which one do you want?" And then the parents would always go, "You can have both." Almost always, it was like, yeah, 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 both. Yeah, yeah it was very great. sweet. Well, hope, hopefully, we get more of that at uh, Van Calf. Van Calf, absolutely. I'm only going to be able to be there for half of it because uh, I'm officiating a wedding. Uh, that's happening at the same time. So you're uh, you're offici- officiating a wedding. Officiating a wedding for uh, Mr. Eric Fell, uh, guest of. Are the you show. a licensed of a wedding officiant? Shut up. It's money, man. <laughs> shut up. Shut, shut up. Don't have to do nothing. Well, he's not gonna listen. There's ways we figured it out. Oh, okay. It's okay. All right. It's all fine. fine. You, you gotta be blowing this for me. Man. I'm not trying to blow. I'm not doing anything. Quit it. Stop it. Well, what are, you, are you a cop? If you're a cop, you gotta tell me. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not actually true real. That's a new podcast it's we got real, uh, called uh, "If You're a Cop, You Got to Tell Me." Okay, and you never know whether or not the person you're talking to is a cop. Oh, okay. And then uh, the other person on the show has to tell crimes they've done, <laughs> and then you got to guess whether or not they were a cop at the end. The I, other person. I thought it was gonna be called "If You're a Cop, You Have to Tell Me" and other myths. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you do that podcast, horse cops. I do. <laughs> I do horse mysteries. That's true. You do. I do horse mysteries, which apparently someone really liked because they want to show me their editing services for podcasts. Oh, you didn't listen to the show. Don't lie to me. Hello, friend. <laughs> I enjoy your podcast. You seem to have good content. Would you like my services to help? Yep. Yeah. Help with your SEOs. I am website. a friendly robot. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Beep, bloop, bloop. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we get with chat GPT. That's one thing this, you never got uh, in the old-timey sci-fi shows, you know, where the robots were taking over. You never had them, like, going, I want to help you advertise and promote yourself. <laughs> like, that was never one of... The Terminators never yeah. just went, would you like to boost your post <laughs> or die? I'm like, nah, I'll boost my post then. Smart. Yeah. Well, I guess we missed the we missed the beginnings of it. Like... You know, like no one bothered to like warn us what what were the beginnings of all these things. Like we might be in the beginning of like the the road to Terminator, but we don't know because they didn't bother to like show yeah, maybe. us. They just showed us the result of something. We turned over too much power to the computers, but what did we turn over? Like were we letting them make drawings for us or selecting songs? Yeah, you never re- you, you never really get that middle. That's weird because there's been infinity movies about the damn terminators and also a tv series yeah and many video games and you've never gotten that what was it like the week after they took over like was it positive did they lure us in by just going hey free pornography (laughs) joy 
Hey, That's don't true. worry about it. Everything's yeah. fine. It's good. You know, and, and at what point did they just go, no one's got a job anymore. We're now hunting you for sport. <laughs> or did they just, you know, pretend that things were normal and, mm. you know. We went along with it. They're like, hey, we can... We can write your ad copy for you with, with our AI. And we're like, oh, that's cool. AI can do these boring Monday tasks for us. They can organize our things. They can put, yeah. you know, and then pretty soon they're like taking over more and more of our lives. And we just didn't, we didn't recognize how insidious it was, but they never, they don't really show that. Don't really show that. No. I mean, I thought, I was thought. Maybe it's boring. I don't know. Yeah. Robocop makes sense. Robocop, you go like, you know, hey, there's crime. You need to fight crime. Okay. Let's turn things over to like robots and say, okay, that makes sense. But you don't <laughs> think corporations really get... deal with this. Yeah, corporate. You think like corporations want to like make giant robots and they're going to like shoot punk rockers. And it's like, yeah, that all tracks. <laughs> That's all, that all yeah. makes some sense. But like, yeah, the thing with the Terminators, when did this, yeah. was it all at once? Was it like, and then the next day, yeah. you know, there's like skulls on the street and they're all walking yeah. on them. It's like when did when did that happen? Yeah. How long did it take to make that skull road? Yeah, and what was and also why just the skulls? <laughs> what you do with the rest of the bodies? Do you tear heads off and then like throw the skulls in the road and like where yeah. the what, did you take the skin off the mm. skulls mm. or like is this a while later on? And like yeah, I think it's supposed to be like flames that left this behind, right? Like it's all burnt out and right, but like nuclear fire doesn't just destroy the rest of your body except your skull. Because it's so strong, it's a dent. Yeah, it's, it's very it's strong. Just your, just your skull is there on the road <laughs> to to then be delicately stepped on and crushed. Yeah, it's like wow, is weird. it delicately stepped on? Well, it's stepped on. But, well, look, how much does one of those robots weigh? Uh, probably a lot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that would be. What like, do you think? Like four hundred pounds? Yeah, probably more. Be more than that. Five hundred pounds. It's like a lot of metal. They're all metal. Yeah, but not necessarily. Oh, but they're human size. Yeah. Like if you but all metal. Well, you've lifted that amount of metal. <laughs> never lifted a human-sized amount of metal. You've never lifted a human-sized amount of metal. You work at a garage door factory. Yeah. Okay. Are some of those garage doors made of metal? They're all made of metal, but they're not—they're not like the density of a human. Like so, just... there's no garage doors. I mean, the density of a human yeah. would be the weight of a human, which would be, uh, you know, like but the density of a human. Two hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, so it's, yeah, it's two hundred pounds. But, but a Terminator doesn't have bones; it has metal. It has metal bones. So you're saying it would weigh more than... Yeah. It has a metal skull. Their skulls, even if their skulls they get stepped on, they don't get broken by us. They're metal. I know metal, but you're saying metal like... It's like, heavy. Uh, metal isn't always that heavy. <laughs> you think they're made of aluminum? I don't know. Aluminum is very melty. You don't want to be made of aluminum. They're made of... Uh, okay. It's not adamantium. Like it's it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 enough that like if if someone has enough blasty power, yeah, you know their arm goes flying off, and they okay. can be crushed in a crusher, sure, sure, and they can go through go through the thing. Still heavy. Yeah, how much does the Terminator weigh? That's just, <laughs> I'm gonna look this up. Sure, you can check it out. Okay, they weigh a lot though. I bet you that was that's how you know they're a Terminator. Like you lure them onto a scale, and they're like, oh, that's the Terminator. Oh, we actually do have that. Oh, how much does the Terminator weigh? How much does it weigh? Four hundred pounds. Good guess, but that's more than us. Okay, all right. Uh, but the Sarah Connor Chronicles yep. suggests that uh, her unit yeah. is uh, 600. Okay, the T-800 series yeah. weighs 400 pounds. Okay. The Sarah Connor Chronicles unit yeah. weighs 640 pounds. Wow. Which is 20% lighter than the T-600 model. Mm. So we're looking at like 700 plus pounds there. Wow. Wow. All right, fair enough. Yeah, well, it's a skull crushing weight. Let's put it that way. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion. Oh wait a second. <laughs> oh. But then I got okay. 
And then I got like a T a T eight hundred description here. Yeah. Uh, saying uh, the average height is six foot two. Okay. The average weight is two hundred and seventy five pounds. What? Yeah. Makes no this sense. seems bullshit here. <laughs> so I think it's all make ups anyway. Huh. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong. Mm. It is. Uh, how long do Terminators live? <laughs> how long do Terminators live? Would you say on its power cells? On its original. Oh, power on its power cells. cells. Because don't they have actual human skin on them? They do have human skin. So they can replace their skin. But I guess they can replace their skin. But that's would like that would be like the first thing to go. I would think. Sure, with us too. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that they can last 300 years. 120. Yeah. <sighs> I thought of 150, then I jumped way up to. Th- I still would have been wrong, but obviously I just I over over egged it. I don't think it would make sense to have them be able to live 300 years because technology is going to advance. Mm. You know, so much so. Yeah. You got this old-timey Terminator. What can he do? <laughs> I can shoot a gun. A gun? You got I this am guy. a gun. Yeah. yeah. And the other the other Terminator's like, oh, that's neat. I'm made of liquid metal. Mm. I can become anything. Yeah. I can uh, do any voices. I'm incredibly strong. I yeah. can go through bars. Um, And I can't be killed. Uh, break me in a billion pieces. I'm going to reform. That's who I am. But, oh, you shoot a gun. It's great. That's good. Good for you. Good for you. And the gun is attached to you. No, no, I have to find a gun. <sighs> Great. You're <laughs> swell. But you sure can step on a skull. Yeah. Again, why are we putting them on the road? That's <laughs> where people were. I mean, if the Terminators have to be the ones that are doing that, right? And it's like... To, to, I just thought it was like the result of like... What's the result? Mass? What happened that just all the heads blew off <laughs> and landed on the Well, I don't know road? about that part. Of it. I think it's just... Looks good. That's what that's about. That's the thing. It's aesthetics. Yeah. It's yeah. aesthetics. Yeah. So it's like either the, the Terminator. Choice. Yeah, either one, the Terminators like the look of it. Yeah. In which case, why are you stepping on them then? Yeah. Don't you think it's more like the, nice road. the movie makers like, like the look of well, it's it? A good, it's a good look yeah. for the movie makers. Yeah. Yes. But in the reality of the Terminator world, yeah. what's your point with like <laughs> road of skulls? Yeah. No point. Makes no sense. Was there a road of like spines that's next to I guess it? it's intimidating. I guess arms? it's intimidating to people who are still alive. Okay. Like everyone you ever knew is now a road. <laughs> mm. You know. Yeah, the road to hell is paved with and, Dave. And also, it, 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 <laughs> it would keep you off the roads. Yeah. Because you'd just say, "I don't want to driving a crushing skull." So I'll... yeah, you wouldn't drive on the skulls. It would yeah. feel bad. You feel really It'd bad. It'd be like it. driving through the catacombs in France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like here's what it feels like to me. It feels like at one point because it feels like Skynet started in America, right? Very American. Well, it's it's not uh, net de ciel, so it's, right. yeah. But at one point, like one of the Terminators uh, was like, you know, we should go see France. So they go to France, <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Before yeah. we take over, let's see the sites. Yeah, yeah. Let's see the sites. Yeah. And they see like the Eiffel Tower, and they're like, this is nice. We should get one of these. But like, make it like a radio tower or something. Yeah, you got to double down. That makes sense. And they take the subway, the metro, and then they go to the catacombs, and mm-hmm. they see all the skulls, and they're like, hey, you know what? This shouldn't be below ground. This should be the ground. <laughs> it's a visionary. You know what? Yeah. Pack this up. Pack all this up. Yeah. And so the the Terminators they pack up all the skulls yeah. from the catacombs, and it's like this because you you basically what you need is you need to them to have gone to a Costco for skulls, and the only Costco for skulls would be the catacombs, really. Can well, they just, why wouldn't they just be using humans? Well, because you gotta let them like, pop the skulls off. <laughs> Throw the bones away. A lot of trouble. Easy, easy work. It's garbage. But like we already have yeah. infinite skulls in yeah. the catacombs. Pack them up. 
Throw them on the road. Did it ever occur to you that the people are buried standing up? Could be. Oh, you know what? Here's a dumb thing. Yeah. We're we're a couple of dum dums, and I'm not. I'm sorry to be calling you one as well. I'm just gonna say me. Okay, sure. When you see the future, yeah, and it's the skull, yeah. and then the, the the Terminator steps on it, yeah, uh, you assume that's America. Mm. It could be France. Like the the, yeah. the Terminator could be down, mon dieu, and <laughs> could have a little cigarette, yeah, and yeah. just be like, alouette, jante, alouette. and yeah. that makes sense. And you just put the yeah. skulls up on the road. Yeah, yeah, that's France. That makes more sense. Why am I being, you know, uh, assuming that all the apocalypse happens in America? That's wrong of me. I'm sorry. I guess because there's guns. But they have guns in France. We saw that. We go to the metro. You had a, you had problems with your uh, wallet and uh, you had to talk to a guy with a giant gun. <laughs> a big, big gun, yeah. Yeah, and he went like, hey, do you want me to kill the guy? And I'm like, no, I don't want you to kill the I guy. I said, yeah, I did. I, yeah. yeah, pretty if much. If I find him. Yeah. Can, can, I, can, can I, I kill just, him? <laughs> yeah. Can I kill him? And you're like, yeah, we. I give you we. the big we. We. That's what I said. We. <laughs> All the way home. <laughs> yes. Anyway, long story short, people like sparks. so um, That's nice. They want more of them, so we'll try and do if we can. That would be nice if, if Scholastic would let us. I pointed out to your uh, your horses in uh, the third book, and I was like, "Those are those are his real horses." <laughs> I was saying like, "You know what? If there's a fourth book, it might be dedicated to the horses. Might get a picture <laughs> of horses in there. If I if I see this theme going, horses. Good old Harris. And who's the other horse? Archie. Archie and Harris. Nope. Who are they named after? They're not named after anyone. Art. We we uh, got them with their names. Uh, Harris is. Uh, registered name is Harris Hawk, and Archie was named Harris Hawk. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why Hawk? I don't really know. I don't know. It's weird that a horse has a last name. Like he's got a Christian name, and <laughs> well, then he's got the last name. Most horses have two names because their names are combinations of their sire and dam. Oh. So yeah. So you'll get a lot of. I did not know that. Hmm. That's neat. Yeah. Okay. So you'll have like. So sorry. Uh, sorry. As Archie, and so Archie's got two names. Yes, I, but I don't know his. I don't know his track, like his registered name. I only know his fun name. Okay, so you're not Archie. that close to Archie. I'm not that close. You've to never Archie. had to buy a gift for him. <laughs> never had to buy a gift and write an envelope. Never had to like send in anything official in the mail, dear sir. And if I see him, I do to say sir or or hey or hey pal, hey pal, hey buddy, <laughs> hey buddy, how's it going? I wish I knew your name. This is really awkward. <laughs> really awkward with this horse of my wife's that I don't know his, his name. Well, I can call him Archie, but I just don't know his, like, because, um, yeah, because, like, uh, I could be wrong here. And Lisa, will, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I these are things that are above my pay grade. But, like, when I wrote, wrote her horse, Tippy, I believe that Tippy's name was Dancer Court. Oh. And Dancer. It had a nickname. No, that's his registered name. And his nickname was Tippy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a horse has three names. So it's got the first name, last name, and then the it's other It's not name. a last name. It's just a combination of... So Dancer refer- is a reference to Northern Dancer, his, who I guess he's part of that bloodline with Northern okay. Dancer. He's a very famous Canadian racehorse. And then Court must have been a, a, some sort of re- reference to the dam. Or uh, it's, all, it's all unclear to me how this, these things work. Because, you know, like, Lisa will go online, and she can trace back, like, Archie's bloodline way back into, like, the 1700s. Wow. Because since the beginning of Thoroughbreds, they have kept track of, of every... Wow. Yeah, of all, everything. There's like all the genealogies are been kept track of all that time because they are Thoroughbreds. They are purebreds. <laughs> they, they're a horse. They, they're, 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 uh, 
and so that's why that you, that's why thoroughbreds. This is something we talked about in horse mysteries. That's why I didn't know this, but Lisa told me that this is why. Sound like Donald Trump there. I didn't know this, but people have told me. <laughs> tremendous people, tremendous people have told me this. <laughs> Everybody, it, sir, sir. <laughs> uh, they have told no. Uh, that's why that horses have to have live coverage. Like you can't have artificial insemination of horses. It has to be the actual stud with the actual horse doing it because you, you don't want any hanky panky going on with with fudging of 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 uh, bloodlines and stuff like that. So it all has to be like in in real time. Like, Everything you're saying sounds filthy. <laughs> you don't want any hanky panky with fudging around. <laughs> okay, it's a different sort of dirty. All right, you know. But isn't it different now? Like, cause, no. Well, I'm just because yeah. we live in a world now where you could do like a DNA test and check it out and go like, oh, well, this was clearly this horse and this horse. So we don't have to like watch them have sex. No, they don't want to because it's part of the fun. <laughs> it's part of the fun. Yeah, Listen, it's part of the thing that. I got so little joy in my life. Yeah, well, if you let me th- watch my horse have sex, it's not bad. You're thinking about the thoroughbred, well, it's, it's not not that. You're thinking about the thoroughbred. What about it? Well, he gets to have some fun. He's been at the racetrack. He's done well. He's done well enough that he's. Famous enough that people will pay to have his his semen inside their 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 uh, horse. So uh-huh. you know, yeah, he's gonna have some fun. You don't just him jacking off into a into a cup. No, he gets to like mount this babe, have some incredible sex, mm-hmm. and then make babies. Sure, making babies and making money for their their owners as well. Yeah, yeah, and and the owners get to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, because you know they and do. the owners get to turn to each it other can and just get... go like, "How are we supposed to feel about this?" Like, I... any way you feel is the right way to feel, buddy. <laughs> it can, I got it can uh, get, no it can judgment. Get, uh, it can get violent, so they need to like keep no, it, it's keep not it violent. Why are we making it that? Why do we make it ugly? I'm just no, saying no. I think it can get that way. That's why they have oh, to watch. Why, oh. And then what? <laughs> so, oh. just to make sure that everything's okay. Okay, sure, it's fine. You want to keep it under control. Yeah, like you don't just like. Lock him in a velvet okay. lined room yeah, with a yeah, with a round yeah. bed and a mirror on yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the ceiling of the stall. Sure, no, no, sure, you sure. got to watch it. Put on his blinders. <laughs> blinders are for why? Why does he have to wear blinders? I don't know. Doesn't get distracted. He's got beer blinders on. What are, are that like beer goggles? Yeah, they're like beer goggles, but they're beer blinders. <laughs> this is one hot baby. Uh, yeah. So, what was your least favorite part of the show, Ian? That this bit, <laughs> the horse sex bit. You're the one who started it. I think you're just auditioning a new uh, podcast called "Sexy Horse Stories." Sexy Horse Stories, yes. You know what? Yeah, they they gotta do it. Like they gotta actually do it. Do it. You can't not do it. <laughs> and this is your reward for yeah. being a fast horse. Yeah, like like cows. You you can just like buy a you know just buy like a, some test tubes full of stuff and you know have it whatever they however they do it. I don't know turkey baster. I don't really know. But horses, different story. Okay. So if you were trying to impregnate a turkey, mm. you would not use a turkey baster, right? That Why not? Feel, that too feel, ironic? Wouldn't that be bad? Wouldn't you feel bad about that? Why? Because it's a little too on the nose? It's, well, no, because they're just like, what do you usually use this for? Yeah. And like, you don't want to know. Like, okay. I don't think you have to do that anyway, because the way that... No, no, it's different. The way the birds work, it's a... Birds work uh, where like a, a rooster walks by a hen house and goes, <laughs> Whistles. Hey, ladies, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the yeah. hens go, Ooh, Frankie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden they're like cracking out eggs yeah. that have little Frank Sinatra's in them. The little, the sex room, the cloaca room. <laughs> yep. It's okay for Dave to say that because he's got chickens. Yes, that's right. Just, that's the other thing that could be oh. in the next books. We we could have a picture of your chickens. Oh yeah, in there and dedicate it to the chickens. That'd be fun. So you got to have a discussion. You got to take the horses into 
you know, the discussion and the chickens and just go, listen, I only have room for one of you as a dedication in the next book. <laughs> and the horse goes, I can't read. And it's like, we know none of you can read. Yeah. It's amazing that you can talk. <laughs> and the horse goes like, uh, did I run fast enough to have sex? And it's like, I'm not here to discuss that. <laughs> okay, but you're going to watch, right? Listen, I just feel bad that we're even talking about this. And the chickens are like, what are you? Yeah. What's, what's going, going on? Yeah. And like, are we all... Wait, are you trying to breed us with the horses? Like, no. <laughs> Why would you even go there? Like, Made it, yeah, make it a that'd weird. be a big egg. <laughs> yeah, not very tasty. Mm-mm. Um, so we're uh, recording this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of events have occurred. Okay. One is your birthday occurred. I did. Ha- I did. I have aged a year. Happy, happy birthday a to you. A year has passed. What did you do to celebrate said birthday? What didn't I do? Watch a horse fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do that. I've never seen that. I don't want to see that. Uh, I uh, well on Friday. <laughs> Friday. Have you ever watched a horse fly? Horse fly? <laughs> this is like an old song from Dumbo. Okay, go ahead. What did you do for your birthday? Because there's there is a insect called a horse fly. That's the joke. Yeah, I thought you were making a joke. Yeah, okay. it's all it's all the big list of all these things that you know. Mm. Have you ever seen a this this and it's like the it's an actual name of a thing yeah um so friday yeah when i knew horse flies existed <laughs> i i oh okay um on friday i went out for dinner okay with the fam went to anton's oh that is the place of the uh, large amounts of pasta large amount of pa- pasta that meant that we had lunch for saturday and dinner for sunday so you night. didn't finish it and get a free pen i didn't finish it we had caesar salad and the bread and I just didn't feel like eating like a whole thing. I, you know, I, I, all of it. I could have, I could have done it, but why hurt yourself? Like, what's the point? I've already got yeah. the pen. It's not that great a pen, I don't think. And then, um, but it was fun. We had to wait about forty-five minutes outside, though. That's but well, it's cold. That's the drawback to them. I think. I think it's the plus and the minus. You get to bond with other people. <laughs> you get to build up expectations. Your appetite gets yeah, large because yeah. you see people in there eating. Yeah, so you have to stare at people through a window yeah. in, with envy. And you just lick your lips and rub your belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do enjoy do enjoy, it, but I don't think I will do it again on my birthday because it's not the best time of the year to be waiting outside, frankly. Right. And then, as you softly sing, "Happy too," sadly, you know. people say it's not for five more days. Um, and then. Oh, did you have dessert? We did have dessert there. Yeah, I had, uh, it was like an Oreo, kind of like an Oreo cheesecake thingy. Okay. It was good though. It was good. It was very chocolatey. And the rest of the family got a very chocolatey thing called like the black, the black tort. Okay. Which applied it was very chocolatey. Right. That's a James Spader TV show as well. The black tort? The black tort. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did he steal the torts? Oh, well, I don't want to spoil it for you. Okay. It's the final season. (laughs) And so then Saturday was a, a bit of a nothing day. We didn't do anything on Saturday. Was that a good thing? Is it nice to something? I guess. I, I did the show and we went and got hay. Okay. We picked up hay for the horses and that was about it. That was my day. <laughs> went to the gym. And then on Sunday, we uh, we went roller skating. What? I know. It's so weird. Okay. Like, I haven't been roller skating. I think I figured out it was probably like 84 was the last time I was at a roller, like at a Oh wow! At Stardust and Wally, ice or roller skating. I keep saying ice skating, but I was roller skating. Yeah, and which so is a, where were you roller skating? Sorry. So just up the street from you. Oh yeah, yeah, the roller rink there. Yeah, yeah, There's that's a been there for roller. quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Roller, we never heard about yeah. it before. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, 
So yeah, Lisa learned about it and she's like, oh, we should go. So we were actually going to go on Saturday. It feels like all of your adventures have been just driving by my house. <laughs> yeah. And just like, uh, yeah, hey, yeah. Dave, what do you got? <laughs> we're having fun. We're going, <laughs> bye. Going places. Bye. Going places. We're eating a lot of food. Do, do, That's do, okay. Do, we're just do, roller skating. Do, do, we're having fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we're going to go Saturday. We tried to buy tickets, but they limit the amount of tickets. Because, they, you know, you don't want too many people crowding the floor it wouldn't be much fun for anyone then that's amazing that uh, there's that many people are going you know what roller skating yeah it's it sells out in 23 it sells yep, out roller skating but i mean it sells it. out for saturday sunday i don't think was a sellout but we got tickets for the sunday night uh and we went and it's you know it's like a little over 20 dollars, and that included our skate rentals and if, if you wanted safety equipment they would give you that as well i mean they give you a sharp stick you can get people out of the way and by poking <laughs> okay. in front of you i didn't get that i should have yeah, asked them it's the pokey it. stick it's okay. like get up Hurry. I was like, how did I miss that? Yeah. They didn't tell me about that. I'm going to go talk to them later. And then, uh, of course, they have like the oval area for everyone to skate. But they also had like a a practice area as well. Oh, nice. It's kind of like a little rectangular area for you to go skate back and forth. Oh, good, good. Because people haven't done it for a while. Well, yeah, including me. Yeah. So I was very shaky to start. Did they play uh, I've Got a Brand New Pair of Roller Skates while you're doing the practicing? They should have. A little, a little Melanie. This song isn't about sex at all. Well, it's not at all. I guess it is about sex. No, it's not. They said it wasn't. <laughs> they looked it up. It's not about sex. I think it is about sex. No, it's that. not. Shut up. It's about all the <laughs> But what a key. A key implies something being inserted. No, else. it's just Seems very reading sexual. things into it. Stop <laughs> reading things into it. I don't know. You bla- pair roller. But I mean, is roller skates really like a very good sexual analogy, though. It's the best. It's the best one? It's the best one. Because these are the kind of roller skates that you would attach to your shoe. That's why you have a key for them. Because remember, you use, the key, you use the key to tighten them to yeah. your shoe. So it's a very weird sexual analogy. But I do think it's about sex. I think you're right. There's a lot of discussion about it. And uh, the uh, the people who created the song have said it's not. That Melanie has like, said it's not about sex. It's yeah, like, have said uh, it's not about sex. Melanie Safka. But please tell me more about this, and then I'll tell you more about that song. Okay, sure. All right, so please continue. So yeah, so they have like a practice area. So I, I was skate or skating, roller skating back and forth in there, and just trying to get used to it, you know, and not die. And Lisa was very nervously like clutching these um, kind of like horses they had along the edge, and but I was a little more free flowing. And then I, and I was talking to the people there, and they're very it was. The thing is, like Lisa read about it, and and everyone's comments were, everyone is very friendly, mm. and it was true. Not just the staff, but like even the people skating were like it was all very good natured. And uh, you know, I was not doing, you know, I was trying to figure it out. And this uh, fellow stopped and gave me some some tips. You know, told me to bend my knees and uh, you know, kind of get my center balance a bit or center gravity a little better. And that was very helpful. And yeah, so I got going, and then Lisa was kind of unsteady, and then. Uh, one of the ladies, one of the people there, like one of the uh, supervisors or whoever they are, you know, lifeguards, told me that, you know what? You're ready. You should go onto the floor. And I was like, well, I'm kind of waiting for my wife. <laughs> I don't know. If she look, she doesn't look ready yet because Lisa was still kind of clutching the these stands along the along the edge. Yeah. And then, but then there's these two other ladies that I've been talking to and they were like, oh, we're going out. So you come with us. That's that's what wives like. <laughs> hey, we're going to go do something behind. romantic. Hey, you're too slow. I'm going to go uh, dance with these other two uh, women. I didn't dance. They just... say uh, they say uh, I should go and hang out with them instead because you're too slow and you, you're not up to speed. Is that cool with you, baby? So, All right. Bye. So I didn't oh, go... I've got a 
brand new I had to go. Well, I was. I was being. I, got two new keys. I was being told by the lady to leave. So yeah. They don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want people like hanging around there for too long because it gets kind of crowded. So, sure. So yeah. Uh, anyway, Lisa loved it. So anyhow, so then we started skating, and Lisa made one went made one turn, and she said, "That's good. That's all I wanted to do. Like just I've achieved what I planned to do." So she just went and sat down. I think she found it very difficult. Uh, she said the first side was easy. <coughs> she goes, "I think the place leans because going down it was fine, but then coming could, back, it's coming kinda, back was very yeah, difficult." It's a, she thought. On a slant. Yeah, I could say that. So. But I skated for about 40 minutes. With the other ladies? No, no. I just went myself. Mm-hmm. They were too slow. Well, lone wolf. <laughs> oh! As I you said. know what they say. The fastest horse gets yeah. the... Well, that's what I said when I fell down. Oh! I didn't fall down, though. Was... There was a couple of times where I was kind of close. Because uh, a couple of times I would get... I would start um, treating my roller skates like I was ice skating, which doesn't help. It actually makes yeah, things much worse. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, 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 <laughs> this is bad. They're going to fall over. Do they helmet you? Uh, no, unless you want. Unless you want safety equipment. Okay. They don't insist on it. So I didn't have any. Cause I, what's the point? Yeah, what do I use my head for? <laughs> what, Just keep my ears apart. What do you head when you die? I've got my uh, skull yeah. donated to a Terminator room. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't. Uh, they actually take the whole body and bury you standing up. Oh, all right. Yeah. So then they call it the uh, the road of Yorick's. <laughs> oh, because it's the Yorick skull from Hamlet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, missed that. Never heard of Hamlet. What is that a thing? Is that a thing? No, I've never heard of it. No, don't believe in it. So yeah, but it was fun because as I was going, I got I was getting better and better. Like you know, I started doing like crossovers in the corners, and I got skate backwards. I did not get to skating backwards. No, but I was doing like the you know like the kind of drifting along, like moving my legs, snaking along, and just sort of like. Nice. Not looking like I was doing. Was there any at all. dudes in shorts that were like going backwards and with striped socks? There were no dudes <laughs> in shorts, but there were. Everyone was dressed for the weather, so everyone was I okay. Don't, I don't remember seeing anyone in shorts, but there were lots of people who had roller skates that had uh, lights in the wheels, had little oh. LED lights in the wheels, and so as they were ah. like, like sparkly, and so as they were rolling, they would sparkle. Fun, and, yeah, it was really fun. And I was like, why don't mine have those? Mine are rentals, that's why. And it was funny. There was a lady there, and she's like putting on these brand new skates. And they're all like shiny and new, and she got them on, and and she was terrible. So are you saying that she never skated? She before. had a brand new pair of roller skates, I, but she couldn't skate real good. And no one had a key for her. What? Yeah, she wasn't that good. I just thought, well, wouldn't it be better just to like maybe rent skates first instead of going to paying one hundred and fifty dollars or three hundred? I don't know what they cost for skates, but I imagine they're like one hundred and fifty dollars for skates, unless you get new, used. But these were not used; these were new. Like she had the box and everything. Mm-hmm. She's all like, oh, pr- proudly putting them on. And then she then she was tottering around like me. Just Did she buy renter. the skates from there? Because it feels like the kind of place no, that would sell you skates. No, I don't skates. think they sold skates there. I, mean, I know I they sell it. lessons. I know they've got like, yeah. a, you know, clubs. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a skating club. Like yeah. that, Just going there, you're part of the skating club. Right. But yeah, they do offer lessons. And I understand why you didn't bring that up because you don't talk about skating club. Yeah, <laughs> skating club. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Uh, I had, I had Rule fun. one, if you go to skating club, you will skate. But here's the first weird... night there, you will skate. <laughs> here's the weird thing. Only one turn, though. You'd think that not having skated in about whatever that is, forty years since the century changed. Since, since the century changed, you think that my legs would be sore from roller skating? Not at all. Fine, absolutely fine. My shoulders, though, were murder. That like the next two ah. days, I could I could barely turn my head, and my shoulders were super stiff. Interesting. And it must be just from like trying to balance, and you're shifting your shoulders yeah, around a lot yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Because they were really sore. I had like. And I had like a big, I had one of my giant Alaska loads that I was working on 
when I came back That's to work on Tuesday. That's what you call Tuesday, your poops, right? Yes. That's what I call After you've poops. had like a baked Alaska like the night before at Anton's. <laughs> yeah, at a King Crab. it's like your yeah, Alaska yeah. loads the next day. Yeah, yeah. That'll throw your shoulders out. <laughs> it will totally throw your shoulders out and other parts of you. It throws you all out, inside out, basically. And so, yeah, I was super sore and I was trying to lift all these doors and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, this is agony. Ugh. But it's all right. You got to... No pain, no gain. So here's uh, Melanie being interviewed. Okay. About uh, about this. So sure. Here we go. I, she was uh, at Woodstock. You know, she played at Woodstock. Very good. So someone's uh, uh, interviewing uh, hmm? her and saying like, you know, it's the subject of a lot of uh, innuendo, but I hear you wrote it because you were hungry. And it's like, uh, this is her. Uh, it came out of a lot. Of, it comes out of a lot of songs. I was on a fast uh, and a vegetarian, and I was a vegetarian previously. Yeah. I wasn't doing well as a vegetarian. I kept getting ill and colds, so I went to a fasting uh, guru. Uh, he was in California. Oh, the 60s. I was in Jersey. Yeah. I flew out, had a big concert at Carnegie Hall, and I uh, I couldn't be sick. I was getting a cold. He said, "Come on out, and we'll put you on a fast." So I did. Went on a fast for uh, 27 days on nothing but distilled water. Uh, it had to be distilled water because you didn't get any extra minerals or anything. And I was seeing God. I didn't really <laughs> want to stop the fast. There are so many different options for fasting and so many different weird diets. Anyway, I, I was looking for my perfect diet and solution again. I had been a vegetarian. I wasn't going well. On the 27th day, he said, Melanie, I think it's time to stop the fast. And I said, no, I am starting to get visions. <laughs> I had an experience with a mountain lion. Because we're uh, in the hills, and I had this moment where I was looking at a mountain lion and thinking, wow, isn't he beautiful? And the uh, interviewers, that's probably why he didn't attack you, because you didn't act afraid. Probably. <laughs> anyway, I was not afraid. Uh, I was cleansed. I went back to the doctor, and, and uh, he said that my perfect diet would occur to me. He suggested that I eat meat, because my blood type was O. And I was like, what? Meat? No. Uh, and I stopped the fast uh, gradually. By eating partially cooked grated carrot and zucchini. Uh, and then I went to a flea market. And I came back, back with a big bag full of crazy stuff. And I was hungry. And, uh, and then as we were driving, we passed a McDonald's. And it was very new. And just the smell of rancid grease. I don't know what it was. But we pulled in. And I got one of those combos. And no sooner that I'd finished the last bite of burger, I wrote brand new key. <laughs> Just came into my head, the whole song, fully formed. And I, sh I, I, I had one of those little practice guitars in the van. And my husband, who was a record producer, heard me singing. And he went, what's that? Oh, some song. Just playing around after I had a lot of meat. It's like, no, do that part again. And I did. And he went, Melanie, that's a hit. And I said, a hit? No, if that's a hit, I'm doomed to be cute for the rest of my life. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, written because of McDonald's after a 27-day fast. Oh, 60s. You have a lot of answers for I got a brand new pair of roller skates. I'm going to eat some fries. <laughs> so then, um, so that was Sunday. Though some people think hmm? that the brand new key means kilo of cocaine. Oh. But you know what? They're the kind of people probably that believe not. that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's probably a kilo of hash. I, I, it's such a silly story yeah. that, you know, eating a bunch of McDonald's food and like, yeah. I have a hit song. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, that makes yeah. yeah, that works. It rings true. And I like her like talking down a mountain lion because she's just <laughs> not scared. Also, the mountain lion's like, there's no meat on this. Girl. Yeah, yeah. This girl's it's 27 <laughs> days drinking water. I don't want that. <laughs> I'm not on that's, a water diet. That's going to be like, ugh, I'm, I'm hungrier for having eaten her. <laughs> Probably. Well, if she ate some McDonald's, yes. Afterwards, then the, the lion would eat. Yeah. Yeah. 
She wrote Candles in the Rain about her experiences at Woodstock. Was it a positive or negative? I think it was positive. Okay. Because, you know, they just got helicoptered in and out. They didn't have to drive there. It's a good ad for McDonald's. It is a good ad for McDonald's. Yeah. Eat a combo. Write a hit song. <laughs> but you got to have 27 days, days on of distilled, like water. distilled water first. Yeah. yeah. What they're not mentioning is, sorry, you're going to have a real big like Alaskan load afterwards. <laughs> Like, it's going to go right through you. <laughs> McDonald's food, after you've been really hungry and not yeah. eaten it for a long time, yeah. and, like, had a fast, I've done that. Mm. And, uh, nom, 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 nom. that was a really good combo. Well, I'll see to do with the rest of my day. Oh, I know what I'm going to do with the rest of my day. Not anything. Bye. <laughs> I'm done. See you. I'm going to go. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Because it's a roller coaster of love. Say what? Off you go. <laughs> Then on uh, Monday, yeah, we met up with the girls again. The girls came over. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. And then they we went to a an establishment in Coquitlam. Now, is this your actual birthday birthday day? Nope. This is still Monday. Okay. When is your birthday birthday day in this scenario? It was uh, Wednesday, yesterday. Okay, continue. So then we went to... Uh, it, was, it was very good, though. It was a Korean place. And they did a little bit of like... Um, like, what's the meat? They, bulgogi, is that what it's called? They do like a like a barbecued kind of meat. Okay. Well, has I know it, they do a barbecued meat. I agree. Has it has a name you. like that. Anyway, they had like that. Grogu. Grogu, yes. The most disappointing name ever. Yeah. They have a, they had like a, a like an eggs benedict with that, with that meat with it. With oh, a barbecued okay. Meat. All right. But I had, I had a kimchi breakfast burrito. So mm. it was like scrambled mm. egg, ham, mm. and then some uh, spinach, and then kimchi. Okay. It was really good. I quite liked it. And then they, they, they had like potatoes, you know, on the side. And the, but they were very good as well. The potatoes were really good. I was I quite, we had a quite a good meal. And then we went to see Tar, the uh, Cape Blanchette. Okay. Film. All right. I've seen that recently. Yeah. Oh, and what did you think? I, I, it was not what I expected. Okay. By any means. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the first half more than I enjoyed the second half. Okay. Uh, I like the real long scenes at the beginning. I really mm. like that. Mm. And then, yeah, I don't want to spoil what it is. Yeah. Because it's a weird movie that it goes to weird places. Film. Uh, but you know, I, I did like it. Yes, I'd say positive generally. I really, we but really I liked, liked the, it. I really, really liked the first yeah. half, and then it went into something. The second half, that I was like, okay, it's arts house, art, art housey. Okay, it's I get you, but yeah. I'd like to be more grounded. Than, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I really, I really liked it. I mean, I, I, I prefer movies to go cuckoo, so that's uh, right up my particular alley, as they say. And so, do they say that right? Up my particular alley. Yeah, up a, my alley. That's right. That that's, was the last movie that was called up my alley. <laughs> up my particular and, alley. But I, I like the fact that people are like discussing the film from different points of view, and people are having like arguments online, not like big yeah. stupid arguments, but just like I. This is what I think it's yeah, about. Yeah, I immediately is, went to the internet to mm. uh, you know watch videos on mm. what do you think's going on? Yeah, there? I didn't do that. I I should do that because I got, I think I got kind of tired of that because I I feel like a lot of those people are full of it, but. Uh, yeah, there's some interesting things. Like it, we'll talk about it after. We'll talk about it in more detail when when people aren't listening in. Spies, eavesdroppers. Um, but anyway, we all enjoyed the film. We thought it was really good, so that was nice. We had to go down to Tinseltown to see it because it was the only place in Vancouver playing Tar. That is where I think we saw this. You would have well, had to. Yeah. Uh, what's sorry? What's the name? Is it is it Kate Blanchett? Who's Kate Blanchett. Name? Yeah, she's great. Oh, I know. Holy cap! I know. Like you're just. <laughs> Whoa, that's acting. Yeah, yeah. Shit. You're a good actor. Good for you. 
It's it's interesting. There's I, a... I actually said that when her name came out in the, in the credits <laughs> at the end. I was like, she's a good actor, right? Whoa, she, she, that's some acting. It's got a lot of nominations for. Should it really did? Yeah, it should. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, including her, and I think I mean she's already won a couple times, so you know maybe people would be like maybe share the wealth, but she definitely deserves her Oscar nomination anyway because it's amazing performance by her. And what's interesting is at the beginning of the film, she's talking to the New Yorker writer, Adam Gopnik, playing, I don't know if he's playing Adam Gopnik in the film, but that's who it is. He's a New Yorker writer. Okay. And what's interesting is that he and Blanchett then did an interview together, like a, as Kate Blanchett, not ah, her big playing Tar. That was a good interview. In the movie. Yeah. I really like what she was saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's wrong. Oh, yeah. And it shows all her problems that yeah, yeah. are going to crop up later on and in and uh, yeah, it's an amazing film. And I particularly like the ending of it too. I really like the yeah, ending. Yeah, it's it's from that New Yorker column they got in there, uh, foreshadowing, mm. where they interview someone and yeah. then later on in their life, uh, it all falls apart because <laughs> of the things they talked about in the New Yorker. But it's just interesting to talk to both of them to talk about acting and stuff like that when he was acting a, a, across from her, playing himself basically, like you know, not really, he wasn't really stretching it out by being an interviewer. I am an interviewer. I can play an interviewer, but it's kind of fun. And uh, I like that Todd Field makes really good movies uh, infrequently. Okay. You know, like he's done In the Bedroom. That was his first film, which is a fantastic movie. Okay. And then he did, uh, maybe maybe that's not his first, because he did the one, oh, what's it called? Um, with, uh, that kind of brought um, Jack Haley, or Jack, Jackie Earl Haley back into the limelight, that one where he plays a pedophile. That was that's a very oh, good okay. film too. That's directed by Todd Field. Well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, really. Little uh, Something, I think. Little Children. Little Children, yeah. That's a very good film. But that came out after In the Bedroom, right? Yeah, In the ba- Bedroom was first, and mm. Little Children, yeah. And then it's been a long time since that movie. A lot of unrealized projects. Yes, yes. He's not a guy who, and I mean, he's gonna have the same problem because this movie was not a big, big uh, cash cow for whoever made it. But artistically, it's ah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's just like it's just such a movie that like, you can't. It's a movie what you're watching and you're like, someone wrote this. <laughs> like, that's what you feel like when you're watching it, right? You're like, this feels so real. Even when it, it does get kind of kooky near the yeah. end, but even then, it feels so real. Well, this, I mean, the, the, the scene in the classroom where she's like destroying the person. Mm, mm. You're just like, okay. This used to be the worst thing that you would hear. Nah, it's not the worst thing. The worst thing you would hear after a play was, you suck. <laughs> uh, or whatever just like people would leave or yeah, there'd yeah. be worse things yeah but the worst positive thing you could hear was just like how'd you memorize all those lines okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like these these scenes are long yeah, yeah long and the one in the classroom is like one take yeah and you're just that's that's a lot yeah that's a lot there, there's a lot to it i didn't realize it was one take i know you don't because yeah. you're into it yeah yeah and then you know later on it's multiple takes and it breaks down everything's mm. shorter and shorter. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so real life off the top. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just... It's really interesting. It's a well-made movie. You read that story about him and, and Tom Cruise, right? Nope. Okay. Well, so Hit Todd me. Todd Field was an actor before he became a writer director. He and he reformed in um, Stanley Kubrick's last movie, Eyes Wide Shut, with Tom Cruise, and so they became friendly during the film. And so when he did it in the bedroom, it played at Sundance and was a big hit there. And so Miramax bought it, which can sound like a great thing, but often was a big disaster for a film like, for a person like Todd Field, because they had no power in mm-hmm. this. And so uh, Harvey Weinstein's thing was to have power over people. What? Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe, right? If he couldn't have it the way he had it with women, he had huh. it 
He had it in different ways. That doesn't sound him. like a yeah. guy I know. But all right, you, you know. go ahead. <laughs> I mean, once again, I'm just going to check how he's doing. Another 30 years. Okay. Go ahead. Well, you know, he has a brand new key. Um, so, um, so Tom the Miramax group they bought they bought the film, and Weinstein immediately informed Todd Fields they're going to recut it. You know, yeah, they think it doesn't play well. Nice. I have to. You know, we're going to fix it for you. And Fields is totally like just distraught. And so this called, is something that Kurt, that uh, yeah Weinstein is famous for doing mm-hmm, was like mm-hmm. recutting movies. Yeah. yeah. And so he calls Tom Cruise. He's like, Tom, they're going to recut my movie. Like they're going to destroy my movie. And Tom Cruise is like, okay, I want you to do exactly what I'm going to tell you to do. You have to do exactly what I say, and your movie will come out as you as you did it. As you, you have to go along with them. Do not complain about it. Don't put up any fuss at all. Just let them recut it. Because you know what? It's going to flop. No one's going to like the recut. But if you make enemies, they won't listen to you. So just go along with it. So fields, and then when it flops, come to them and say, "Listen, the version at Sundance played really well." Maybe, I'm not saying we have to, but maybe we should go back to that version. And that's exactly what happened. The cut versions flopped. You know, like the, all the previews were terrible. Mm-hmm. He went back to them and said, listen, I don't want to push, be pushy or whatever, but maybe we should go back to the Sundance version. And Miramax were like, yeah, maybe we should. Yeah, because at that point then, because Miramax needs to put their fingerprints on it. Yeah, yeah. And their fingerprints are also on the decision to release the original cut. Exactly. Yeah. So you've now made a choice. Yeah. Now you're fine. And so, yeah, he discredits Tom Cruise with saving that, saving that movie for him. Because that's another movie that came out and, like, everybody, including himself, uh, got Oscar nominations for, for that film. It's a very good movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just an amazing movie. Like, I hardly recommend it to people. I was listening to an interview with Rob Lowe and Pat Oswalt. And, okay. and, and Francis Was Ford. someone interviewing them or are they t- talking? They're just having like Rob Lowe has together. a podcast. I see. And I think it was called Literally. And so he was uh, talking about uh, working on The Outsiders with Francis Ford Coppola. Oh. And uh, okay. talking about being with Tom Cruise and being hanging so out. So he stayed golden. He did stay golden. But uh, he was saying. Well, he, like, was, he was one of the Soch, though, not, not one of the. Uh, he was a soch, not a... I'm going to tell you, yeah. I've never seen the movie. You've never read the book? Oh, I've, I've, I had to. It was, a, yeah, yeah, it was, it was great, mandatory in school. It's a great book. Yeah. But, but remember, there's the two rival groups, right? There's the kind of upper class kids who were the soch. Okay. Or socks, S-O-C. And then there's Pony Boy and his friends who have, a different, and... have a different uh, name. I can't remember what it was now. Uh, so, so what he was saying, though, was you never knew what Coppola you'd be getting day to day. And he would just be losing his shit all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. And one of the things that was like a big deal one one night was uh, they had trailers, and uh, Coppola didn't want them to have trailers, mm. and because uh, he had to pay, was having to pay for trailers, and they weren't high end trailers; they were just like regular trailers that they shared. Yeah. And uh, and he just kind of lost his shit one night, and he was just like, "Why am I paying for these fucking trailers? Fucking trailers! I just I should fire them all and just hire some film students." Because I can just use film students. They'll just bring them in. They won't need no fucking trailers. And uh, and uh, Lowe and uh, Cruz were like, hmm. They, they thought they were going to get fired that night. <laughs> so like, this isn't good. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they both were like, it was the Tom Cruise thing of like, just back up. Yeah. Don't break waves. <laughs> just shut up. Everyone shut up. Yeah. Shut up. And just yeah. back. And he'll be calm tomorrow. Yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. calm yeah. the next day and then did more. But yeah, he was uh, he was just this big swinging you know, mood swing that uh, was very, very stressful to work with. Yeah, I mean, well, he had a heart attack making <laughs> making uh, Apocalypse Now, so obviously he does uh, feel the movie. 
Feel yeah, they stress. do bring up some parallels between The Godfather and uh, Apocalypse Now. It just lines, actual lines that are said by mm. people that are very similar in both. Okay. And it's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good little uh, interview. That so, sounds interesting. Know, all I'm saying is uh, literally uh, <laughs> Rob Lowe and... Uh, literally and recommend yeah. that film. I watched an interesting movie the other night. It's called um, The Endless. And it's a very small budgeted film. So don't expect a whole lot from it, folks. Okay. But it's uh, written and directed by two guys who also appear in the movie okay. as two brothers who have escaped a UFO death cult when okay. they were younger. So 10 years ago, I like it. they got out of this UFO death cult that's kind of located up in the hills. But one day, the one brother who's younger than the other, you know, his memories of it are a little different. Like to him, is a place where people were nice and we got food. Mm. You know, we didn't have to work. Like we have to work out, out here in the real world. We got to right. like have a job. We're cleaners. We're house cleaners. And we're not doing very well. We're having trouble like affording things, you know. And then out of the blue, this videotape arrives. So he has, he, so there's a scene where he's like going like to garage sales and like trying this videotape and various different, because it's just like a kind of a Betamax kind of size one. But it might actually be like from an actual video camera. And so he's like trying it and finally finds like a camera that it works. So he just buys the camera yeah. so he can see the video. And it's basically like from this place. And it's kind of like, not to them necessarily, but sort of like an open invitation. Like things are, you know, things are starting to happen here. So if you, you know, if you were part of our family before, it's time to come on back and be. And so he's like, to his brother, he's like, you know, we got to go back to this place. Like, <laughs> and his brother's like, this, it's, they're insane. Like, if it's the last thing we do. And so um, the, finally, finally, the one brother kind of wears the other one down and they end up going there. And uh, but it's a real mind fuck of a movie. Like it really, it's plays with time and plays with with uh, time loops and all these sort of things. It's really kind of cool. And what's weird is that so I tried to watch this movie about I don't know eight months ago or something, and I fell asleep. It's not, not the movie's fault. I was just really tired yeah. and I shouldn't have been watching a movie, but I was. And I fell asleep and then I woke up. You eaten a lot of Anton's pasta. I eaten a lot of Anton's pasta. I was feeling very logy, and then a lot of roller skating. Then a lot of roller skating. Yeah. And so I uh, woke up and it was a different movie playing. And this movie is about a guy who, um, once again, gets a videotape from his friend. <laughs> and I didn't see this part of it, but this, I learned this watching the part of the movie that I woke up in. Okay. He gets a videotape from his friend and his friend is like totally addicted to crack. And is living like up in the hills in a trailer, just like firing guns off randomly and just like totally like, you know, going down a bad road. So this guy decides that he's going to go there and he basically handcuffs his friend to the wall and he's just going to cold turkey him, you know, so he's got a bucket yeah, and he's just going to sleep, stay there with his friend. He's just yeah. going to be there for a week and he's like, I'm just going to stay with you for a week. If you don't like what happens after seven days, you want to go back to this life, that's fine, but we're going to do a week together. But then things, weird things start happening and blah, blah, blah. Well, in this, The Endless, this movie about the brothers, there's a scene from this movie, like a scene with these two guys from that movie in The Endless. What? Because those guys directed that movie as well. It's an older film. Oh, it's like, weird. The one film was like from 2012 or something, and the other movie was from 2017. Yeah. And so they have these two guys as part of this other movie. So it explains like why oh, wow. things are going so wrong weird. for this guy's... Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. So yeah. Uh, so I tried to watch the other one, which is called Resolution. They're both on Tubi. I tried to watch the other one called Resolution, but I, it was kind of late because I'd watched The Endless and I fell asleep watching, <laughs> watching Resolution. So I'll have to go back and finish it, but... Uh, that's kind of interesting. And so and so in Resolution, the two brothers appear as their characters from The Endless as oh, at wow. that point like 
totally like in the family wearing like white shirt, black ties, you know, like trying to sell living in a UFO death, death cult. They don't call it that, of course, but you know, um, yeah, it's interesting. Speaking of uh, 2B, uh, or not 2B, did you hear about the uh, Super Bowl thing? Oh, they had an ad or something in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, but uh, the idea behind the ad, I'm trying to see, I'm just okay. looking right now, what what they use. I didn't really hear this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it won a Super Clio Award for Best Super Bowl ad. Oh, So wow. uh, what it was was uh, it's two uh, you know football announcers. Okay. Uh, talking about the big game. And, blah, blah, blah. and then all of a sudden, uh, the 2B uh, sort of screen uh, is on the bottom third of the, of the thing. And it's yeah. options of things for 2B. Yeah, yeah. And then someone's selecting different things to be on 2B. And then it hits 2B. And then you're now on 2B. Yeah. And yeah, it just made all these people just go, what? No, who's sitting on the remote? What the <laughs> hell? And it just, it was a big prank. Yeah. <laughs> made people mad. Yeah, oh, that's fun. That's yeah, fun. I'll show you the, uh, I'll send you the commercial. I hope, well, I, I mean, Tubi is suffering what all streaming services are suffering these days, which is a dearth of material. Like their their movie selection has kind of gone down a little bit. Okay. In terms of like, like before they had like kind of quality movies plus acres and acres of garbage. Right. Uh, it Citizen seems... Kane 3. <laughs> right. Okay. This time it's Rosebudier. Um, Slay anything. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. What was the, what's the other film? What's what's the second one called? What's that? What's the other one called? Uh, Rose Buddy Cops. <laughs> That's good too. Yeah, it's not great. Right said fled. Oh, sorry. Right said. Right said sled. Right said sleds. All right. Right said sleds. Okay. That's fine. Hmm. Anyway, um, Raising Cain. It's him, just but like as a kid. It's a prequel. So it's all like just the oh, little okay. kid stuff. Raising just Kane. the little kid stuff. It's his adventures <laughs> with the sled, yeah. doing things, saving it's pretty people, short movie. He is, solving. He is, appears as a kid in the Citizen Kane. Yeah, I know, but but you get to see like the backstory around that, and like he solves mysteries. Oh, it's kind of like an Encyclopedia Brown or a Great Brain yeah. kind of story. This was this was interesting to me. Uh, my sister-in-law Vicky, uh, who's been on the show and uh, will be on the show again in the future, and who's great, uh, <laughs> had never seen In the Heat of the Night. Oh, how so awesome. so she uh, she was uh, uh, cat sitting the other day, and uh, she's wow oh, watching in the heat of the night. And she mm. was watching in the heat of the night and uh, watched half of it, and then watched half of it the next day. Yeah, but she really liked it. And I went, oh, what you're really going to enjoy is that uh, you know at the end of that movie, uh, they become buddies and they solve crimes on a TV show <laughs> for years yeah. afterwards. So just think, and she'd only been halfway through the movie. Yeah. So thinking of like the racial tension. And everything that's in that movie, and just like, yeah, and then they're pals, and then they solve crimes, mm. you know, like uh, on CBS. There was so a, it would be like it would be like um, To Kill a Mockingbird, just like, oh yeah, and every week uh, he has uh, cases with the law and has to shoot another dog, yeah, yeah, you know, every every week, and you know, there's there's other things that happen, but yeah, basically it's just a lawyer drama. Yeah, that's all. In the heat, there was a there was a uh, sequel to that movie though with with just with Sidney Poitier in it. Not they call me Mister Tip. Yeah, wasn't there three movies? I don't know. I don't know a third one. I think, I've I only think seen there the, was. I've only seen the other one. It's okay. It's not as good as In the Heat of the Night. In the Heat of the Night is a very good film directed by Norman Jewison, mm. Canadian. Oh, a Canadian. Again, we have to. Sorry, we have to say that. Sorry, everybody. We have to Canadian say that, is involved in something. Thing. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, find first that of all, I just want to see how many. Oh my God. I wanted to see how many seasons uh, in the heat of the night uh, the TV series oh, uh, ran. Yeah. Now, seeing that I just went, oh, my God. A lot, I guess. Yeah, how many so seasons? like 13 seasons, I guess. Yeah, it was seven. That's not an oh, my God. Seven seasons of in the heat of the night? <laughs> this is a popular show. But based on in 
the heat of the night. Like the fact that it's that it's like. But I think they modernized it, didn't they? Oh, I, of course. Yeah. They. Yes. Yeah. A few less n words than in the <laughs> show. It didn't all start with that. Yeah. You know. Do you know who's a really good actor? Uh, Carol O'Connor. Rod Steiger. Yeah, from good. in the heat, originally in the heat of the night, he does a great job in that movie. Do you know who's a, a good actor as Rod Rod Steiger? Is Frank Gorshin. Frank Gorshin does a good. Uh, oh Rod really? Steiger. Okay. He was. Uh, I was watching like kind of a Ed Sullivan type thing mm-hmm. where it was uh, you know about the Riddler, and so he did this dance and song with like ladies, yeah, and they'd ask him riddles, and then he had a little monologue, and he went just like, you know how on Batman. Yeah. You know, every week it's a Batman and Robin and then a different villain played by a different celebrity. And I'm the Riddler. Well, I thought one of it was a different Batman and Robin every week. And so it was uh, Rod uh, Steiger as Robin. Yeah. And Batman was um, uh, Stella. Marlon oh, Brando. Marlon Brando. Yeah. They did that. And they also did one with Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas. Oh, nice. Pretty good. But like, yeah. I've never seen anyone do a Rod Steiger impression yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's Rob Rod Steiger. You're, uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> you got it. Um, I said, do you want me to finish my my birthday week? No, no, I don't care. Okay. Um, yes, uh, but I, I do. I do want to just say this: uh, that there were two sequels to in the, in the heat of the night. Okay. They call they call Mimista Tibbs. Yeah. That one and the organization. Oh, the organization. That's right. Yeah. All right. So continuing. We, uh, we the actual line. Off. The actual line reading is: "They call me Mister Tibbs," which I feel yeah. like is a little over the top. That line yeah, reading. And uh, but the original line was: "They call me Mister Tibbs." <laughs> old Americans. <laughs> yeah, it's old American. That's right. That's how it goes. And, and they went like, uh, "Sydney, we love it." Yeah. Could you just take it down <laughs> six notches? Six. six notches. You've killed Rod Steiger. <laughs> he is. Yes. He's right, allergic so, to overacting. So what day did we end on so far on your birthday so now, week? So Monday was, that's Monday. Okay. And then on Tuesday, not much of a day. I mean, I went to work. But in the evening, we were going to. You don't get work off on your birthday no, week. It's, it's, no, we don't get work off on my birthday. <laughs> birthday week. Yeah. You don't get the whole There's, week off. You don't get to work off on your birthday week. All right. So then I, uh, we're going to go to church. All right. Because they have a pancake dinner. Because it's, it's Shrove Tuesday. It's Shrove Tuesday. That's right. Otherwise known as Fat Tuesday. Otherwise known as Pancake Wackadack. Okay. <laughs> or Mardi Gras, if you prefer. Or Mardi Gras. Or Show Us Your Boobs Day. Mmm. Give me some beads. Uh, so went to the church and we got there and everyone had eaten and they're outside. They mm-hmm. lit a fire. I guess they're burning up the palm leaves. The palm okay. things that we use for Palm Sunday okay. to make the ashes for, for Ash Wednesday. Right. And then we just left. We didn't get any food. So we went home and I said, Oh, no. I said, Oh, well, I'm going to make pancakes. So I made pancakes at yeah, home. Sure. Have that, anything with the pancakes? Any bacon? I never made pancakes before. I'm not a big pancake fan. <laughs> okay. So you've never, made, you've never made pancakes before? No. Oh. Okay. Now listen. <laughs> yes. We were going through a lot because we were taking care of a, a sick cat who's yeah. doing better today than the last yeah, couple of days. Yeah, so we have to do an update on that. Right. Uh, we'll do a little update on that. It's tough to do updates on that because it's like, you know, good days, bad days, what mm, have you. Okay. But like I had uh, two different Jamie Oliver recipes. I see. That uh, I got sent because you know, I'm part of this recipe plan with a Jamie Oliver thing. There was since free recipes. And, t- and so there was two for pancakes. One was so simple. And one was a little more complicated, okay. but still, yeah, okay, sure. And uh, I ended up uh, buying no-name buttermilk pancakes uh, that I could put in a toaster. That's what I ended <laughs> up with. 
It's because it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Good enough. All right, put some sausages in the air fryer. Yeah. Good enough. We're good. Yeah. And it was fine. It was uh, totally sure. good. But you've never made pancakes before. No, never. Where did you find the recipe for your pancakes? Uh, just in, we have one of those kind of companies coming cookbooks. I don't okay. know if you know those ones. They're like kind of like uh, ring bound books with like a lot of good recipes. That's right. I use I use that for my waffle yeah, recipe. Yeah, good old, uh, old classic recipes are good. I'm uh, much. By the way, there's not a lot of change in the recipes for pancakes over the last hundred years. Hundred, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I wish I'd thought to add some blueberries to them or whatever, but I didn't. Uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. And when I started using buttermilk, changed my world. Yeah, they had a buttermilk pancake one, but you you can make buttermilk with vinegar. You can. But well, I, aren't you just lying to yourself? <laughs> just lying to yourself, yes. <laughs> I didn't have any buttermilk, so I just made uh, regular classic pancakes. And they were fine. They were fine. I'm not sure a, they were fine. Like I say, I'm not a great, I'm not a big pancake fan. I prefer waffles. Waffles have less, they have more syrup holding p- potential and they don't well, soak it in as much. you also have a waffle maker there that's like, it takes care of the timing for you. Mm. And like, we're fine. Whereas yeah. the pancakes, you're like... How many bubbles is enough? <laughs> and also, your first pancake is your sacrificial pancake. Is that right? Oh. Yeah, your first pancake is your fine. idiot pancake. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I have, mine were all good. That's weird. That's good, but it's like that's the. That's well, I could the, see that because you, you know well, it's a freakazoid. Yeah, freaking pancake. Because you try it too early to turn it or something. Yeah, you make a bad mistake. Mm, here mm. Was, okay, I'll, I'll tell you my. Here's here are the recipes real super fast because okay, they're okay. so fast. Uh, the first one, which is the super uh, quick one, easy. Yeah. Is three uh, large eggs, okay. 125 grams flour, okay. 250 milk, uh, a little bit of butter. That's it. That's very simple. That's very simple. That to me feels like there's no sweetness in that at all. Yeah, because there's no sugar. You need we sugar should have a little bit of sugar in it. Yeah. The slightly more difficult one was uh, was uh, self-raising flour, semi-skimmed milk, okay. one large egg, and uh, olive oil. And then it looks like they're suggesting uh, applesauce. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Anyway, that's yeah. probably good. It, again, it seems very uh, not uh, complicated. The the they I think they're adding the strawberry or the in lieu of sugar, you add the apple the the applesauce. Now you okay. So if you decided to do and again, I don't want to interrupt your story of pancakes. That's fine. But if I know you're now off the sugar mm-hmm. for Lent. Yeah. If you were looking for either of those two recipes and go like, well, I like pancakes, but I can't have sugar. Here's some options. You could go with ham and grated cheddar uh, with that. Instead. Sure, make it a savory. Yeah, like with some mustard, some chives, some, okay. a little bit of pesto and matzah, a little parmesan, uh, prosciutto is also nice, a little sliced tomato. Yeah, those are some options for okay. like a savory pancake. That's a lot of stuff on one pancake. No, you would. That, those are options of things you would like put three things on one pancake. Yes. No, you madman. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we had our own uh, pancake meal and that yes. was fine and then um that does sound nice. did you have any protein with that or was it just straight pancakes just straight pancakes i was th- i was you gonna wanted to go to sleep immediately i was gonna cook bacon and then i forgot and then it was too late because it's sure. i already had the pancakes on the go and uh, anyway and i also had choir um so then on my actual birthday okay so we're actually on yeah got up in the morning lisa seemed to have forgotten that it was my birthday well, there was no reminders. I guess there was no reminders at all. The birthday the week. The birthday week, day after day of the birthdays, there was no way she could She's still like, remember. I think she was just kind of discombobulated in the morning with the with sleep sleepiness. Right. And she also had a lot of pancakes the night before. That right? is so the just... case. <laughs> Not as many as I did, but yeah, she had quite a few. And then uh, that night, we went to a restaurant in Langley called Firecrest Pizza. Okay. Which yeah, I think yeah. is like a chain. Is that? Did you go to the one that was near our place here? Because No, this is there's one in Langley. 
Okay, good. Because I was just like, if you drove by our place yeah. for every one of your goddamn <laughs> birthday days and did not say hi. So then, uh, to be fair, we never drove. Past, we were near your place for the roller skating, but we weren't near your place for the meal and stuff like That's that. That's okay. But um, yeah, we they they have like a wood stove in the restaurant, and they, so they cook the pizza in a big wood wood stove, like a wood burning stove, and uh, and they have like a very simple a uh, very simple menu. But what's very complicated are their milkshakes. They have like these crazy milkshakes that they serve. Tell me more. Well, so for instance, I got the birth birth birthday the birthday cake milkshake, which comes with a birthday cake on top of the milkshake. Oh wow. <laughs> Literally like a full like slice of Like I was gonna go a full birthday cake. Not a full birthday it's cake. On top a full of slice a full slice of yeah, cake. It's a full sheet cake. Yeah. On top of this uh, milkshake. Wow. That was fine. But they have like a Candyland one. They have a Kit Kat one. Okay. I think they have a brownie one as well. Maybe brownie one makes sense. And then they just have like normal ones like, you know, like strawberry and s'mores and an Oreo one and things like that. So you had the birthday one. But I had the birthday one because it was my birthday. And? It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was a cake and yeah, So, okay. So the birthday cake piece on top. Yeah. Now, do they blend birthday cake in the milkshake they as well? They don't, thank goodness, because okay. I would not like that. But they did have like uh, sprinkles in it. And positive or negative? That was fine. That was fine. Because they weren't like really small grainy particles, which I don't, I'm not fond of in the things that I eat. Okay. I'm looking up their milkshake mint. Okay. You will be gobsmacked when you see it. My wife uh, sent me to a, a restaurant in Brooklyn. To, it's called Shalom Japan. Okay. And it's a combination of Jewish and Japanese foods. Okay. So Interesting. it's, uh, yeah. You got uh, a konomayaki, which is the uh, pizza they got there, but it's mm. got a wagyu pastrami on okay. it and sauerkraut, no flakes. Yeah. Uh, matzo ball ramen. Okay. So a combination of yep. ramen yep. and the whole thing. Lox bowl that are like sushi bowls, but okay. with uh, lox, wagyu, beef, hot pots. Just looks so freaking good. Every one of these <laughs> things looks amazing. And uh, yeah, I want, the, want them very badly. Uh, okay, so looking up. Uh, oh, oh, I hit the wrong button, and uh, I am a fool. I'm a fool <laughs> that hit the wrong You've button. You've turned off the. Uh... Yeah. So yeah, so we had Go we ahead. had some pancakes or not pancakes. We had some pizza. I had the Siciliana and Siciliana, Lisa. Siciliana, Lisa had the barbecue chicken one, which I'm not. I'm not a fan of that one, but she likes it a lot, so I'll let her have it. I guess. Okay, so we got salads, we got hot deals, we got appetizers, we got pasta, mm-hmm. we got. Oh, I guess maybe beverages in the beverages section. Right? I don't know. I don't know here we go. We got canned pop. We got uh, water bottles. We, I got no milkshakes here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to call you a liar, but there's nothing here. <laughs> no, no, really. The, the, nah, the big milkshakes. Nothing. All right. So where where was yours? Where's where were you? You're Langley. Yeah, Langley. Oh, it says it's opening soon. So you're a liar. It doesn't exist. Wow, yet. their website is really. Yeah, horrible. it's not. No, no, that's, no, that makes no sense. Not much of a. Well, let's look at what. Let's let's look look for a second. Don't they have like a dessert menu or something? No, they have, you're lying. Hmm. You're just a liar. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for calling you a liar. But, well, you know, if you go to our, go to our Melissa's Facebook page, yeah, you'll I see a picture it. of me there. Yeah, so I, yeah it's made up, made up. Yeah, it's all a lie. <laughs> yeah, that's all made up, made up. Let's go. Hell, if I just go Hell Crust Pizza. No, no, it's fire. It's fire crust. Oh, fire crust. Yeah, that's where you got you got mixed up here. <sighs> fire crust pizza. Because Hell Crust is opening in Langley very shortly. Oh well, I don't know what they all have. Right. I don't know what they have for it. So here we go. This looks like more professional. Oh, they do have some pictures of epic shakes. <laughs> they are epic shakes. They're crazy. The candy one is just nuts. Okay. Yeah, we got some specials. We got some pasta. We got a you build menu. Mm-hmm. We got locations. Yeah, yeah that's it's a, pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. It could be like a simple kind of flatbread pizza with a with a bit of a with a little bit of um, black on the crust, and that's the place to go to. Okay. But I liked it. Firecrust custom salads. I got a picture of this damn milkshake, but it's not. 
bringing it up on the uh, on the it's, uh, bothering. All right, menu. Here we go. Menu. Menu. Ah, menu. <laughs> best value. I don't want best value. Okay. Pizzas, salads, pizza breads, epic shakes. Yes. <laughs> so, ba- a birthday cake. Yes. As you say. Yeah. Uh, vanilla milkshake uh, with confetti sprinkles mixed in. Top of the slice of birthday cake. Finished with cream. More sprinkles. Yeah. Great. Then it was the Kit Crush. Yes, the Kit Crush. That's right. Kit Kat one. Top with your Kit Kat bars, whipped creams, and maple syrup. That's a chocolate shake. Okay. Badass brownie. Okay. That's a- that's your uh, chocolate milkshake with brownie pieces mixed in. Mm. Don't think you'd like that. No, sun. Topped with fudge brownie squares, whipped cream. Loaded with more chocolate brownie uh, chunks and chocolate syrup. And finally, yeah. as you said, Candyland. Yeah. Strawberry milkshake base. Okay. Top with rainbow lollipop and chocolate balls. <laughs> Pixie a, sticks. Yeah. A shot of insulin. Rock candy <laughs> sticks. Cotton candy. Whipped cream. Yeah. Sprinkles. And then on the side. On put, the side? On the side of the glass, they put icing and then they stick all these little candies on it. And the, But for the mine, they had all these little uh, like sprinkles on it. On the side of the, the glass. So you can like eat that as well if you are... Follow-up question. Did yeah. your birthday cake come with a candle or a sparkler? It did not, no. I don't And I did that. mention it was my birthday, just conversationally, just to see what I could get. Oh, because people would order the birthday cake well, without being a birthday. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah. I was at uh, Metrotown yesterday because I just went, I need to go to a mall. So I went to the mall and uh, went to the Philly Cheesecake place there okay. and they had their... Uh, custard, frozen custard, and one of the mm. flavors was birthday cake. Oh yeah, that was there, and I went. You can't have that if it's not your birthday. <laughs> That's wrong. I would, I would agree with you. Like it would be, it seems weird to me to get a milkshake with a birthday cake on it if it's not your birthday. Yeah, but if you're a member of the Firecrest Club and you build up enough points, then you can get a free, um, free milkshake for your birthday. That's good. Yeah. That's that's a free birthday right. cake milkshake for your birthday. I mean, that's Canada. That's socialism. Some, there's some <laughs> downsides, but there's some upsides. There are some upsides. There's a waiting. There's a, there's a long waiting line for birthday cake milkshakes, but when you can finally get one, it's worth it. Right. Okay. And you build your own pizzas and build your own salads. And if you were like other friends of ours, you could get a flight of different uh, liqueurs mm. and or beers and or the like. Yeah. Yeah. And then I bought some new sheets. After we went to the restaurant, nice. I went across to Home Sense and bought right. some sheets, and then we went to um, uh, Ash Wednesday service. And, and you I, said as you went up and you were getting the ashes, you're like, "It's birthday." And I'm like, "Okay, you get special." It's right. And then he, he he puts his thumb in yeah. into the uh, into the sprinkles and then puts that <laughs> on your uh, to your forehead. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, so then that was the end of end of birthday fun. Nice. It's all done now. It's over. Birthday week is done. Yeah, except for, you know, listeners of the show wishing you a happy birthday. We got a couple of nice, um, Sarah Walsh said hello, said the happy birthday, and uh, Ed did as well, Ed Triansky. That sounds like them. And also... That story checks out. One other person, and I'll have to look that up because they're not a regular writer-inner. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna say we got something at the con, and I'm sorry I'm blanking on the person's name right now, but I'm going to try and hunt it down. But uh, they did a, a lovely, lovely drawing yeah, of great. Tintin and Captain Haddock uh, uh, and Captain Haddock being introduced to the video game character from the Dreamcast, Seaman. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's great. I'm, hopeful, <laughs> I'm hoping Dave will scan it in and maybe put it up. I will. And we're going to find out who the heck, what I'm, your full name is. I'm guessing that it was Nigel Gregoire who did this. Regular listener, often has uh, written into the show. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that he is... Uh, and again, this is me just being a dum-dum, and I'm apologizing for uh, name uh, forgetting this. <laughs> That's all right. It's okay to 
have problems with well, names. We're going to hunt this down and we're going to figure this out. Yeah. But sorry, you're uh, you're uh, you're checking this. What's that, sir? You're looking you're looking something up right now. I am looking something up because I wanted to to thank another listener who was kind enough to write and say, and it was Mike Carlton who also commented with a happy birthday. So thank you, Mike, Thanks, Sarah, Mike. and Ed for writing in, and lots of people. Is it too late for people to wish you a happy birthday? Of course now? not. Of course it is. Of course not. Of course it is. Why is it too late? It's always no. It's too late. <laughs> but it's not too you late. You are much to stricter wish you than I am. Happy pre-birthday for next year. Get, uh, get on it. It could be a belated birthday or uh, uh, too too soon a birthday. Yeah, either way. I like to do belated birthday greetings because then you stand out from the crowd. Mm. Everyone else was in the day before the supposedly proper day for it. But if you come in on the next day with a hey. Happy belated birthdays. Hope you had a great day. Stand out. Yeah. It's easier too. Yeah. You can also see if something tragic happened on their birthday and you can't be like that person. Oh, it's a goofy, goofy day. And like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm so sorry to hear about what happened to your elephant. Elephant? Your wow. Yeah. They shouldn't really have an elephant. That's on them. It is really? on them. Really? And it, it was on them. And that's what happened. <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that their terrible. mistake. Shouldn't have had that in the house. All right. Is it uh, is it too early a time to go to letters at this point? Of course Dave? not. Very good. That I'm because we're mentioning all these delightful people. And I'm thinking I'd like to hear from them. And you're like, are we going to do anything about vampires this week? No, we'll do it. Let cut Dave some slack. It was he, birthday he, week. He ate a lot of uh, pasta and uh, roller skate <laughs> in his shoulder shirt, and he had one of those Alaskan dumps. Um, so I think that's what you called it, right? Alaskan. Uh, Alaskan, Alaskan load. loads. Alaskan load. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so last Same week on the show, diff. we asked uh, if you could. Oh. If you could have a wild animal as a pet, uh, what animal would it be? Also, reincarnation is real. We, I'm sorry to have told you in that way. <laughs> but we, we've told you now. Uh, all other religions are wrong. They don't believe in it. But you screwed up and you have to come back as an animal. What animal would you return as? we got a couple of letters. Here we go. Uh, from our friend Louise. Tiger. Tiger. Burning bright. There you go. In the forest of the night. So the answer to both questions what was... What immortal hand or eye could frame my fearful symmetry? Come on, Blake. Get reads, it together, buddy. Reads better than it uh, <laughs> reads better on the page than it does in the mouth. Uh, Edward Dragansky writes, Before questions... Hey, wait. Who's in control of this show? Yeah, wait a second, Ed. Hey, Ed. Hey, Come Ed. On. Hey, 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 who, uh, who had a birthday and left you in charge? <laughs> Congratulations on that Clio Award. Oh, that was... Uh, yeah. Uh, my wife's uh, television show, Why the Last Man, won a Clio Award, Bronze Clio Award, for a uh, commercial. And... Uh, there we go. Uh, is it possible to post the award-winning ad for us? I'd love to see them or have a link to them. Well, two things. One, I did uh, post it then under your letter, but I'm also hoping, because I've sent it to Dave, that maybe we'll put it on the site as well. So there we go. It will be there. Uh, continuing on Edward's uh, uh, questions and uh, comments, if he'll let me, because apparently he runs the job. That's the way it that's the way it happens. You turn your back for a second and the Terminators take over. How's it go? Like that. Just like that, where the Terminators go, hey, before questions. Yeah. Uh here's a couple of demands I have as a Terminator. Yeah. And you're like, uh, well, what do you what are you gonna make me? And it's like, yeah, I weigh four hundred pounds. I'm just gonna lean on you real hard and like, oh, I don't want that. <laughs> he hasn't figured out to get a gun yet. Mm. You know, and then he asks, like, uh, hey, what size skull have you got? And like, never you mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you could go on an interstate. Yeah. Um, I have uh, continuing now, Edwards. That does explain their insulting pejorative for humans. What's that? Speed bumps. I have quite the menagerie with two dogs and enough of a cat to make two regular cats. 
so I'm not really keen on uh, where I keep a wild animal. I'm also more of an advocate of letting wild animals run free where they belong and not confined to limited spaces. Okay, Tarzan. <laughs> we weren't saying go out and like catch a leopard and stick it in your closet. Put a crocodile in your bathtub. We're not monsters. We were just having a little fun thought experiment. And all of a sudden, I got a protest outside my house. Ian's unfair to animals. Down with the pipeline. What the f- I have nothing to do with it. All right. He's fine. talking about the Alaskan loads. Yeah. Stop the Alaskan loads. They're not good for the environment. Uh, I worked uh, freelance for a woman back in the early 90s. Fine! Can work for a woman now, I guess. Uh... All right, it's fine. I've mostly worked for women. Back in the early 90s, who was a partner uh, with the Dallas Zoo. She'd take in animals that uh, needed care and help. I did these uh, children's books uh, that came uh, with tapes of her singing about the animals that she sold to schools. I love, that'd be funny if it was all just about how much profit she made selling them to schools. <laughs> well, that gorilla made me $10,000. Heidi, Heidi, ho. And that lion was $7,000. No, 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 no. Anyway, uh, I loved visiting her home in Dallas to deliver the art because I get to see all sorts of animals that were being nursed back to health by her. She had an incubator with baby possums that had lost their mother. Oh. They slept in rolled up warm socks that <laughs> felt like the mom's pouch. Oh. There was a giant turtle in the bathtub. Oh. Suffering from allergies. Oh. <laughs> Antihistamines floated in the water to help him recover. And she had a giant terrarium with a python. I had no idea what he was there for, but I got to hold him for a while. For one, he was heavy as hell, and two, I had to keep moving so that he wouldn't wrap around my arm twice. Uh, Had he done so, he could easily have broken my arm. I wonder what ever happened to her. I think you know what happened to her. With the python? You've just told, (laughs) asked and answered, sir. (laughs) Something wrapped around her twice. Uh, and if anyone else unselfishly helps animals in need like her, uh, for our locals, I know she's a good person. She was not eaten by the python. <laughs> so it's fine. She's fine. It all worked out fine. There's nothing wrong with keeping a python in the house. Uh-huh. Nothing goes wrong. Check. Everything's fine. Yep. Reminds me of that story of someone who had like, I forget what kind of snake it was, but it was this giant snake and it would, uh, it, it, it would occasionally come out of its, uh, cage or case. And uh, and someone was saying, uh, like, yeah, the snake, I found it, like, one night, and it was sleeping next to me. Mm. I was like, I guess it was, like, one in my... And uh, and the person went, uh, get rid of that snake. That snake is measuring. And the snake <laughs> is trying to figure out, can I eat this person? And uh, they they got a plan in place. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're not, they're not getting heat off you. Your food uh, huh? to them. Yeah. Continuing on in the letter. If I had the space and there was enough for a wild animal outside... I'd like something sweet, docile, and easygoing like a sloth, a lemur, or a koala bear. Nothing that might suddenly rip my face off one day. Uh, I sure would like to pet a lion or a tiger one day up close, though. Those would be cool to interact with. Uh, It would be cool to interact with such a beautiful animal. Okay, here's all i got to tell you. Um, My wife worked with a sloth, uh, two sloths, uh, when she was volunteer at the uh, aquarium. And they are very nice. They're great animals. But sometimes the sloth will take a swipe at you. So they, and then they have to put the sloth away for a while. Uh, and a koala bear, the more that you learn about a koala bear, the more that you go, jeez. <laughs> like, just just Google what a koala bear sounds like. That's the start. 
and see what it sounds like. This is what it sounds like. <laughs> that's that's what a koala bear sounds like. Only with an when it's accent. not being uh, yeah, when it's not being aggressive. Yeah, it's got an evil uh, laugh. Anyway. <laughs> if Susan had her wish, it would be any one of those orangutans uh, from the Paramount Plus show, Orangutan Jungle School. She watches regularly. If you've uh, ever seen it. They raise orangutans uh, who need help and care due to loss and neglect. Susan falls in love with every one of them, and I'm sure she'd love to just hug them all. Orangutans are very cool. I agree with that. Uh, if I screwed up royally in this life, I hope I don't, I'd probably come back as a dung beetle uh, living <laughs> living in pieces of shit. Then I'd form a band with other dung beetles called the Shitty Beetles with our new hit, Dung Together, right now. Over me. Personally, I'd like to think, I would also say, okay, does he do any other songs? Okay, other songs by Dung Beetles. Go. The what? Shitty Beetles. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Brown Submarine. Oh, this is where we're going. Okay. Um, you don't get to make anything suddenly. Sorry. Okay. Ticket to poo. Got to get shit into my life. <laughs> do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. That's good. The Long and Winding Turd. No. That leads <laughs> to your back door. <laughs> oh, boy. Nothing? Let Shit Be? Obviously the brown album. I said Let Shit Be. Let Shit Be is fine. Okay. That's fine. Hey, pood. <laughs> Looks like you pood. <laughs> All right. All right. We're good? We're moving on? I guess. What are you looking at me for? I'm just, I'm just trying to think of more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's... Uh, How about it's, All You Need Is Poo? All You Need Is Poo is not too bad, huh? I love poo, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> P.S. I love poo. Yeah. And of course, when you're having one of your Alaskan loads, you will be twisting and shouting. Um, How about this one? You don't even have to change it. There is a place where I can go. <laughs> the poo on the right hill. There. See the oh, sun yeah. going down. <laughs> We're just doing a lot of poo. Yeah. We missed out on the whole dung part of it. Oh, if only you were still doing the uh, title cards. Hey, Bulldung. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> Lady Madunga. <laughs> All right. Okay. Personally, I'd like to think reincarnation is more along the lines of the Albert Brooks film, Defending Your Life. Wasn't Shirley MacLaine a huge advocate of reincarnation back in the day? She certainly was. Right you are. You know how many people don't know that Warren Beatty is your uh, brother? Uh, the person who is now going, really? That person didn't know. It's true. It is true. Uh, that's why they had very few movies where they were romantic interests with each other. Even you're like, I wonder why they never did a movie together where they fell in love. Well, I'll tell you why. That would be the reason. Uh, lastly, a uh, huge happy birthday to Dave. Was it really oh. the same day as Ash Wednesday? It was. How did you kick off Lent and uh, have birthday cake on the same day? I did it before, um, before the service, so then... After the service, that's when Lent starts. So before that time, all bets are off. Are you, in fact, cutting out sugar like you have in the past? I am, indeed. Today, someone brought some delicious-looking donuts from a small donut shop in, from North Vancouver to work. And this is how it's going to be for the next month and a half or whatever we got here. Because as soon as they go on a sugar fast, everyone and their brother brings uh, sugary snacks for us as little gifts. It's awful. Okay. Anyway, what can I do? We did Love Me Poo. Did we do that one? I don't think we did. Love, love me poo. Love poo. I always need poo. Yep. So please. How about eight poos a week? <laughs> All right. Every little poo she 
Sorry. I've got it together. <laughs> okay. Everyone get out there and celebrate with your favorite wild animal, even if it happens to be a sneaky dragon. <laughs> Laurel Robertson replies, thanks, Ed, uh, for the big LOL. I just burst out laughing when I read your dung beetle story above. <laughs> what a riot. I'm still laughing. Hopefully we put a stop to that. <laughs> And Edward says, did you guys know I had to walk backwards while listening to last week's podcast? What were you guys thinking? (laughs) And there we are. Um, So, so thank you so much for those, uh, those things, the things, Uh, anything, anything for uh, questions for this We got, wait, we got an email. Let me get to the email before we get to the questions because I don't have a question. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, Mail. This is from Laurel. Who also wrote to Ed. She commented on the website and she sent us an email. Her email says, hello, with four exclamation marks. That's the subject. Oh, okay. The body says, hi, guys. That was pretty crazy last week doing the show in backwards order and not really giving us a heads up on it. Very clever and very zany. Okay, how did you decide to do it that way? Well, it was actually really practical. It was the reason I was the one who suggested it because um, we were going to the movie even though we said we weren't. Yeah. We did go to see Ant-Man. And... It's called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And maybe there's some Quantumania. There is definitely some Ant-Man. Yeah. Precious little Wasp. Yeah, she wasn't really in the movie a lot, was she? Yeah. And so we were... And then, Ian, you were had to go to the vet, the vet to yeah. uh, pick up Cohen and get some pointers on how to uh, do, do the needle. Do a subfluid, yeah. Yeah, right. so, so we usually start around 4.30... But we didn't actually get going until after six. And so we had the movie to go to. And so I thought it would be fun if we did the show backwards so that we did all our usual things we have to do at the beginning of the show. And then just kind of like yak until we had to go. And then we just stopped the show and we had to go. And Ian did actually break into telling us about the show, but I cut, I cut that out. Because <laughs> I, I didn't want it to be described. I feel like, I feel like you know, the less said the better when you're doing silly things like this. Sure. But I hope people enjoyed it. It was just for fun. I've had some comments to make the past couple weeks, but then stuff came up. For instance, we had company come for several days. Then the next week, I got COVID. Oh, for no. real. COVID. No. Didn't expect that. Yes, I'm vaxxed. Yes, I'm boosted. However, I did not get around to the second booster. That may have been my downfall. I was hit pretty hard in bed a couple Ugh. of days. Barely moving, chills, muscle aches like crazy, fatigue. It's been nine days since it hit me, and I'm still a little wonky. I have gone back to work, but definitely masking for now, according to CDC guidelines, protecting folks from me. The funny thing is, my husband did not get it at all, and we did not keep separate, mostly because he can't stand to do so. He was double boosted. Maybe that helped him with this variant, whatever it is. That's funny, because Lisa got COVID as well. Uh... Last Christmas, I guess, around there. Okay. And uh, I didn't didn't get it at all. I don't know. That's weird how it works. The thing is, I'm pretty careful all the time. There have been a few times these past three years I've thought it wise to, to test for COVID, but the test device never showed positive. I had a notion that maybe those home tests didn't work. I was wrong. This time, I sure didn't have to wait the 15 minutes suggested. Pretty much those two little pink lines came popping out immediately. Anyway... I do have a few one-liners to prove this particular sneaky fan is listening. Episode 583, loved those laughter songs, David. Thank you. Ian, you talked about the David Mamet film, Spanish Prisoner. Mm-hmm. 
again, which is such a huge favorite of mine. Oh, so good. He's right, David. You really should check it out. Yep. Maybe after you finish watching Poker Face. My husband and I have been enjoying the series, too. It was fun to hear you two talking about it. Episode 584. Ian, how is your cat, Cohen, doing this week? Okay. Please give an update. Thank you. Okay. He's doing okay. No, I'll give, uh, I'll give, oh, an, I'll give update. an update. Yeah, okay, I'll sure. I'll give an update, sure. Oh, are we done with letters? No. Oh, you want me to finish and then you'll yeah, get yeah, an update? Yeah, let's okay. finish and then think. When I was a child, I was very keen on the movie Born Free and any books by Joy Adamson about their experiences with lions. I was in love with the lioness they kept a while, Elsa, and have always thought it would be amazing to have a lion in the yard. Instead, <laughs> however, I have been blessed with many domestic cats over the years and currently have three, one of which is a sweet little blue-eyed seal point Siamese adventurer mm-hmm. named Elsa. Aww. She gives a little a surprise emoji, emoji face. If possible, I'd reincarnate as a cardinal bird. They are very protective and sweet to their families. I have watched one of our feeders as a mama cardinal fed her giant baby, who is as big <laughs> as she, one sunflower seed at a time. Aww. I've written more than enough for now. Take care, everyone. Laurel. Yeah, we don't get we don't have cardinals here on the west coast, so we only hear about them because yeah. baseball teams are named after them. But uh, yeah, they're a beautiful bird. I wish we did have them over here, but we don't. I'm sorry to say. And also, our blue jays are different here than they are. We have stellar jays. They actually have actual blue jays on on the east coast on the east coast. Anywho, thank you, Laurel, for writing. That was very nice. Of and you. that's uh, that's our uh, emails. That's everything. Okay. So uh, the update on Cohen is he has. Um, uh, kidney disease it's progressed from stage two to stage four um the uh though there's 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 so much in this that's like so vague and you know there's there's it, it, it there's, there's 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 so little that's like it's this and it's exactly this and this is what we do it's i don't know you could try this and we could do this and we'll try our best with this and we'll try mm-hmm. to do this yeah, as I think I mentioned last time, the vet has the attitude of treat the animal, not the numbers, which yeah. is also, I believe, you know, I've, I've been very lucky to have our friend Nettie, who's a listener of the show and amazing uh, vet for cats, uh, give me some advice as well. And a lot of it is very parallel to uh, mm. what's going on. So basically, here's what happened. Like, we noticed that uh, he uh, was like uh, going off his food, like he would... Uh, approach food and not be interested in food and he's always been like mm, food like yeah. but and there's there's some things like he would always go for you know hard treats you know like temptations treats and and he was off those and so i wasn't sure whether like it was his sense of smell that was shutting off or if he was nauseous or what was going on so anyway we did take him in we ran a bunch of blood tests uh numbers on certain things that uh, that that he had were like uh high enough that yeah he's in stage 4 um which which is which is sad to hear but we knew you know eventually this would be the case it doesn't it doesn't he, help he take knew away he had Kidney disease, kidney, kidney yeah. Disease Basically, what we were told, you know, uh, months and months and months ago, to, to maybe years. First of all, we we adopted him when he was like eight, so mm-hmm. we knew, like, yeah. you know, you're adopting an older cat, and we were told he's never been to the vet. So, you know, we we're just like, we don't we don't know what we're getting, uh, but uh, you know, we do know that it's going to be a shorter time than we normally will have, and you know, you go into it eyes open on that. Um, but it's still, you want the best for him and you love him to death and it's so hard to watch him you know 
kind of get a little distant and uh and you know he's trying to tell you something's wrong and you connect with your animals so much that you know it's uh it's it's tough yeah but uh and it's no way to make long story short but i'll I'll give it a shot uh so uh, basically what we're doing is we're giving him subfluids uh which are uh like a saline that you put underneath the skin which sounds like it's harder to do than it is but cats have such loose skin they don't feel it okay so you tent their skin you put in a little needle and you uh put some uh, liquids in there and basically it hydrates them and it, it, so you do it like maybe uh, twice a twice a week okay and it just helps keep their hydration up and that's a big thing to helping them with uh, with things and how does Cohen like this Cohen's fine with it because he's a uh, lap cat okay well, that's you good. know so uh, we had a cat that we had to do this with as well Augie who is you know both of uh, the characters in Sparks, Charlie and August were based on our cats. Mm-hmm. And August also had kidney disease because, sorry, what we were told by the vet was all cats have kidney disease. Oh. You're basically born with kidney disease and it, it just progresses at different stages. And if a cat uh, passes away from natural causes, what you're saying is kidney disease. Okay. They just have it. That's just generally the case. It's very rare that a cat does not have that. So, uh, you know, as the vet said to us, uh, and so that's going to get him if something else doesn't. <laughs> it was this real... Well, that's dark but true. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I guess yeah. they have to be real. Yeah. So, you know, it's like being told, yeah, your heart's going to go out one day if something else doesn't kill you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way uh, that's, bodies work. That's true. <laughs> so throw up your hands. Um, so we were told, yeah. Let's, you eat them. So we're back to doing the, the, we're not back to do it, but we're back to the world of these fluids. So we're yeah. doing that. Uh, we're giving him uh, some appetite stimulants, which is. A gel that we put in his ears. He's not big on having goo in his ears, so we got to clean that out <laughs> as as much as possible. Uh, there's this um, uh, substance that uh, t- takes the phosphates out of his uh, system, uh, which we're supposed to like sprinkle onto his food. It's a powder. He doesn't like the powder. <laughs> cats hate the powder. They don't tell you cats hate the powder, but they hate the powder. Uh, so we talked to our vet and said, "Is there any way of like getting this into a gel form or something like that?" And uh, they went, uh, or, or how about if you mix it with water? Would that work? Could I just like squirt it into his mouth? Yeah. And something I really liked was our vet went, uh, give me a couple of minutes. And then came back and went, all right, we did an experiment. <laughs> yes, that works. So you can do that. I was like, thanks for doing an experiment and trying that out. Uh, so that's what I do now. I do a little squirt in his mouth. Uh, he's, he still needs medicine for thyroid. Uh, but the thing that's uh, really hard to take is, you know, giving him food, and you could tell that he wants the food, but he goes up to it and is like, no, and rejects it. And um, I think it is because he's got a little bit of nausea as well. We've got him on anti-nausea drugs as well. Yeah. Uh, but this morning, uh, and so like, okay, so this has been kind of, it's it's a lot of mixed feelings, a lot of emotions. Every so often, you'll feel something will happen in your soul and you'll just like sort of break down a little <laughs> bit uh and other times it's fine and he's himself uh i take him outside uh walk him around and he feels like himself but um uh, every every day for like at least twice he does get hungry and he eats and like okay i'm trying to figure out the mystery of what triggers this and why is this time right <laughs> what did i what happened hours before this that i can duplicate so it's constant mystery solving as well with him of like why can't he eat now why does he? Why is he thirsty and can drink now? But now he's going up to water and he's repulsed by water. What just happened? Something, something, something. But this morning was a good morning, and uh, he ate a lot, and that just felt really, really good. And so we we're able to relax. 
a bit. Uh, so yeah, basically the, the thing is take it day by day, hope for the best, make him as comfortable as possible. We love him. Sorry. He has to go through, through things. The kidney disease is not necessarily a painful thing for cats. So that part's good. Uh, but yeah, he's just such a loving little, uh, monkey that we're just, <laughs> and the nice thing today as well, after I fed him, uh, I, I, I fed him some food and he really went for it. And I was like, Oh good. This is good. And I was like, mm, should I experiment and try another food just in case just to see? Yeah, let's try, try another one. Okay. He was good. He was game for that. Okay. Let me try a treat. He's going for the treat. That's good. Okay. Now I got to back off cause I don't want to push him too far. Cause uh, I think sometimes what happens is, you know, uh, things go too far and now he's got a bad memory of this food and now he doesn't want to eat this specific food. I know it's super complicated, but this is my fucking life right now. <laughs> it's just like this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I took the food away and I put it in a bowl and I put it in kind of his regular eating area. And then he jumped off the counter, which he has not done in a while because uh, his like haunches are a little bit uh, tender. But he was like, nope, fine. And he was just like himself and immediately went and just started eating from his regular space. And it's just these little moments of normalcy that you just treasure so, so much. So, yeah, we had a couple of those today. So today was a good day. So thank you very much for asking. That's basically what's going on. I do updates sometimes through my daily uh, drawings that I do on Instagram. Uh, it's hard not to write about him, but I, I, I try not to do it every day because uh, other things do happen as well. Uh, but uh, thank you for asking. And uh, we love him so much and we're going to be taking care of him as best as we can. And thank you again to our friend Nettie uh, for the uh, sort of uh, thoughts on him as well. They, re they re uh, help. So thank you to all of you. Love you for uh, all your feedback on that and your support. Well, that's great. It's good to hear that. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've been through things with pets we've as well. Been, you know, we, we've all, all been through this. That's yeah. You connect price. with them at a level <laughs> and you know, they're part of your life and yeah. Yeah. It was a weird thing. Once upon a time, I remember in college, my friend uh, came in and her cat had passed away and she went like, I'm more of a mess about this than I was about my dad. And I feel like a jerk about this i'm like you don't talk to your dad every day you don't talk to your dad constantly mm. like the second you come home your dad doesn't come up to you and go hey hey and you don't feed your dad and then you don't like sleep with your dad at least i hope you don't and all these other things and you're like, yeah. yeah you got a deep bond with these uh with these animals and i know they're they're animals but yeah you connect with them at a certain level uh, it's a deep level yeah just means your soul's working it's fine. <laughs> yeah you may not have had that great a relationship with your dad as well so. yeah it could be as well yeah, maybe it's issues. You're not as emotionally dad. invested. There you are. Uh, so, questions for next uh, week of the week. Next we were talking question. about. Uh, first of all, do you know when the first fake amounts uh, were in movies? <laughs> he's dead. He's not dead. Yes. There we go. Uh, we've asked about movie tropes uh, in the past, but maybe one more time. What's a movie trope like that? Like he's dead. He's not. Uh, that uh, annoys you in a in a movie. Uh, one that bothers me is movies that uh, where a character has a gun and the other person goes, you wouldn't shoot. You haven't got the guts. And then uh, they shoot. And it's like, yeah, that never works. They're gonna, they yeah, don't have the guts. Can't, can't, can't brazen it out. Yeah, don't do that at the end of a movie. That's dumb. <laughs> so yeah, what's a trope from a movie that... Uh, that yeah, if you watch the movie Band of the Hand, uh, which I think is a Michael Mann. Am I wrong? Oh, I feel stupid if it is. I got to look that up. But in the movie Band of the Hand, okay. uh, they do it twice. They start with it and they end with it. Someone daring someone to shoot. Yeah, you haven't got the guts. Twice in the same damn movie. 
No, the director was uh, Paul Michael Glazer. Uh, but yeah. Starsky, or was he Hitch? Mm. One of the two. These are good questions. Not really. Not really. Well, we, we brought I think, up. I think it was Hutch. We brought up Poker Face. Starsky. He was Starsky. Sorry. Okay. We brought up. Uh, we brought up Poker Face. And why aren't we watching it right now? It's Laurel, on right now. Laurel brought up Poker Face. I am two shows behind. I'm going to be three shows behind. Oh, I forgot to mention, I bought a uh, bought a television. Oh, now you can watch all those shows people are talking about. Yeah. I bought a TV. I mean, replaced our television. Our other television was from 2005. So you can't say that I don't even own a television anymore. Well, I never could. I did own. I have two TVs in my house, but okay. now I have three TVs. One sitting unplugged on the floor, but but yeah, it's um. Yeah, we bought a 75 inch uh, television. It's ginormous. I didn't. Ex- it's one of those things where you're like, oh, it's big, but it's not gonna be that big. And then you bring it home, and you're like, what the hell is this thing? And I had to like, put, I think did I mention buying a TV? I thought like, I guess I talked about it last week, right? You've talked to me about it, but oh, I don't okay. know if you talked to our friends uh, in Radio Land. I think we did talk about it last week because I had to put, I had to mount it on the wall. What if every week you just talked about it? <laughs> Lisa's you're like, hey, you know what I did this week? I bought yeah. another TV. It's like, geez, that guy has like 20 TVs. Crazy. Yeah, Lisa calls our living room the sports bar now because it has this giant uh, screen up on the wall. Like uh, I'm, we're, I'm used to it now. Like when we first put it up, I was just like, "This is ridiculous." What was your first fancy show that you watched? That was like we didn't watch anything Ooh. fancy. I still haven't watched anything uh, fancy. You gotta watch something it. fancy. Mostly just watch dumb stuff. Let's see, what did we watch that was? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what was fancy. What counts as fancy? Like put a DVD. Doctor Zivago. No, <laughs> I haven't watched anything like that. I haven't, I haven't watched anything on DVD because I. Is that all, how you pronounce it? Doctor, all of our Doctor Zivago. Doctor Zivago. All Dr. of our Zivago? HDMI cables are too short Damn to uh, to tra- travel from where the uh, play where the players and st- where the cable box is and where the um, my, D- my DVD player are, are both uh, are both Put too on far a away. Laser disc. That's what. I think oh, that's cool. even more difficult because that's downstairs. Ah, uh, yeah. So um, anyway, I was gonna say we were talking about Poker Face. Yep. I just wanted to know what was your favorite detective growing up? Mm. TV detective growing mm. up. Okay. Well, as a little kid, mm. it was, well, it's a detective. Uh, well, eh, huh. <laughs> I mean, can be know. a policeman or it can be a detective, it doesn't matter. Yeah, this is a good question. Uh, I think I liked Columbo as a kid. Like, I mm-hmm. like the gentleness and the sure. kind of rumple uh Columbo thing. Yeah. Uh, I also liked McCloud a bit. Okay. Yeah, the horse. You're a real fan of the Friday Night Mystery movie. I sure was. Because uh, you were up late. That's, that's, that was fun. That's always and good. My dad liked, uh, my dad liked uh, Rockford Files, so you know. So I really liked Rockford that. Files as a kid, for yeah. sure. And I also liked Ellery Queen. Ah, that show wasn't on for super long, but I really liked uh, the actor Jim Hutton. I think his name was. Who's Timothy Hutton's dad, who played Ellery Queen? I really liked that actor. He just seemed very avuncular, like a very friendly father. Father, like he was a father too. Cause he's, mm-hmm. but yeah, but of course, if I'm if I'm saying who my favorite detective was as a kid, well, Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah. But World's t- greatest detective. I did say TV, but I guess he was on TV. He was on TV. Adam West. So answer that question, everyone. I'm curious, as usual. Especially British people. Let us know. We've been very silent lately. England. Yeah, what's up? What's going on over Are there? Are they planning something over there? Maybe. Once the Queen died, they're all like, ugh, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of even being a country? Yeah. We should move to that new England I've heard so much about. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's what they're saying there. So how do na- we? how do they get in oh. touch with us? How do they contact us? How do they write to us, Ian? Ian, let us know. Get into the uh, go to the metaverse, and uh, (laughs) you might find me walking around, going, "How's this work? Anyone? Badly? Anyone? My name's there, and I'm there, and I'm like, I'm the guy who's hanging outside the comedy club, going, "It's an open mic night. This is weird. 
yeah, I do sometimes go to the metaverse. But, you know, what you want to do right now is instead uh, go to sneakydragon.com. That's our website. And we've got every one of our episodes there. Hey, in fact, we even have like episodes of Completely Beatles where you can look up old Beatles songs and add the word poo to it. <laughs> you could do things like, you know, uh, uh, I am the anus. Cuckoo-cuckoo-poo. Yeah. There you go. You can write funny jokes like that. Um, I'm pooing the life. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, all of our episodes are there, and underneath <laughs> is a space for uh, comments in our message board area. We'd love to hear from you that way. Also, we're on Facebook because it's, you know, Sneaky Dragon. It's on Facebook. Of course it is. We sometimes check and go, is it still there? And it's like, yes, it is. Oh, good for it. And <laughs> people post stuff. Uh, Twitter, people rarely post. Surprise us by doing it there. Sneaky <laughs> underscore dragon. Uh, but we will uh, uh, let you know when new episodes are up if you um, you know uh, follow us on there. And we're also on Tumblr, uh, sneakydragon.tumblr.com. And uh, on there, you'll find all the Sneaky Dragon things and also a whole bunch of pornography. I think it's back. I think all the porn's back. Thank God. Go check. Double check. <laughs> uh, but don't look up Sneaky Dragon porn. Not a good idea. Do not do that. And if you like to do uh, email like uh, many delightful people uh, do, it is sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Either and or either way, we are delighted always to hear from you. As I mentioned earlier, Dave and I do a series of books called Sparks um, through Scholastic. Uh, there are three books, Sparks, Sparks, Double Dog Dare, and Sparks feature perfect all available in your local bookstore dave is a colorist i am the writer our friend nina matsumoto does amazing art in it and uh, i also have a couple of books you might find in the bookstores called exorcisters uh there's two volumes of exorcisters out there why not pick it up pick up our books why don't you and listen to other podcasts dave does like uh horse mysteries why not are you better than us there you are <laughs> uh why don't you let us know here's another thing you can let us know uh, what's uh, something Dave should watch on his fancy new TV that's all pretty? <laughs> that's a good show. Yeah. Um, there you are. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, uh, if you're having a birthday, uh, remember celebrate by uh, having some birthday cake on top of a milkshake. Uh, that is the way uh, of the future. That is the uh, way. I have been Ian. I've been David. Happy David birthday. Bye. <laughs> It's my birthday, poo. Yeah, because I'm a dung beetle. We're gonna have a turd time. Happy birthday, t- poo. <laughs> Dear Pudence. <laughs> the people that like that are gonna really like that. <laughs>